nigga, I ain't been outside in a minute. I've been living what I wrote. All I, all I see is snakes in the eyes of these niggas. Mama taught me how to read them when I look. Me at the crease, me at the crease and get booked. Fishy niggas stick to eating off of hooks. But we see you, but we see you getting cooked, nigga. I own that card, I'm a hard act to follow, nigga. Like it or not, when it drop, Betty gotta listen. Chasing dragons, trying to make it happen on a mission. Step into the shadows, we could talk addiction. When it's harmful, where you going? And a part of you that know it don't give a fuck. Pardon me for going into details. 376 was a brothel. We had females coming every hour on the dot, dot, dot. Nigga trying to engage eye contact with the guys. Listen, don't do it, my nigga. I spotted you from my peripheral. I felt that bitch assness when I walked in the room, dog, and I avoided it. Stop trying to engage in eye contact with the guys. It's too much for you, man. You can't handle that. You can't handle all that pressure in the room, man. You want to be acknowledged? No, no. What they want? What they want? Nigga, what the fuck they want? Nigga, they want to be acknowledged by the kings. Bang, bang, choo, choo, train Wind me up and watch me do my thing, my nigga I see niggas coming together, bro uh-huh. Niggas trying to get their mentals together, yeah. though I see, nigga These bitches in, in attendance trying to get their mentals together, my uh-huh. nigga I know why you came here mm-hmm. And y'all know exactly what we came here to do If y'all want that bullshit, why you can still smell it? Not from no punk motherfuckers uh-huh. faking the funk This ain't no punk-ass, chump-ass motherfucking podcast It's Tristan Come on, man Y'all niggas know. <laughs> Y'all know which podcast to go to for that fake shit. Nigga, this is Tristan. We keep it funky at all times. Thorough. Regardless if we feel good or not. Uh-huh. At all motherfucking times. Episode 122 is for the... F- <sighs> I can't, nigga, what? <laughs> Episode motherfucking 122, nigga. Uh-huh. It's for the motherfuckers who don't feel good. Uh-huh. Niggas is down bad. Niggas is living day to day in darkness, nigga. Shit feeling bleak. No dangerous out here, man. Shit feeling hopeless. Niggas not even sad no more, bro. Niggas mm. is numb. Motherfuckers is used to it, man. This is, is my numb, everyday, nigga. dog. This is my day to day. You see the bullshit that I carry Speak on my shoulders, him, man. You see it, bro. You see how low my nigga, shoulders I'm get, man. Up, nigga. Look Real at my fucked eyes. Up. I done lost bad. all my sparkles, nigga. Uh. I feel bad every motherfucking day. Ain't Guess a glimmer what? of hope in these bad you boys. You motherfuckers are not alone. Trish said here. <laughs> Trish said it's here, nigga. And we down bad, too. Fuck these niggas talking about better in tune with the infinite together. Fuck them bum-ass, bitch-ass, fake-ass motherfuckers, nigga. Niggas trying to pander. Niggas trying to use emotion to find their audience to manipulate. Nah, Benefit man. from and shit. Come on, dude. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty, everything just kind of feel fake. Everything feel a little uh, artificial and manufactured and shit. When's the last time you heard a nigga say something Send a little shiver down your spine nigga. Made you feel something Like god damn I never want to feel that uh-uh. And we provide 8 to 10 moments like that Every motherfucking episode Y'all niggas know what's next And we are here To provide that And before we provide that My nigga gonna bless the mic Come on man That's the mic we time for bro Yeah um. Running Triz know that the brand and the
Hmm. Running Trez know that the brand is everlasting. Bitch, please ask that blunt before you pass it. Talking. That car was fucked up way before I crashed it. He talking. Mama spotted heartbreak under a nigga's mattress. You see that hot thing was underneath that box brand carrying the four five around was exhausting. Mm. Give a nigga quick buck fifty my peace offering. Mm. Wanna go to war, bro? I go door to door, bro. Uh. Bullet come through my nigga, hit your torso, spin a nigga around. Whoa, we wait for uh. wait for the bar, nigga. Um, well, they gonna find the body, only the Lord know. Only the Lord know. Bless him, bless him, bless that nigga. I'm finna bless these niggas too. Talk to him, v. Bully hit. Look, when I was 15, I was yupping in my white tee. Mm. I didn't always scam, but yeah, that scam likely. Okay. Ass out. I needed my water wet as some Pisces. Mm, talk to him. Not a small fry. All my fishes is big and all my tamales was spicy. Come on, what else? When the chips were down, I'm going after your bag. Mm. No country for broke niggas, so I'm coming after your flag. Come on, B. Crossing over on your paths. Letters all in your mouth. <sighs> and if your shit was clean, I'm taking the bubbles out your bag. Come on, B. To be living how I'm living, all you need is faith. And to listen to what we building, all you need is an eighth. Come on, hey, that's it. World, it started with an eighth. It's your favorite cousins to run and trips podcast, the most dangerous podcast in America. Trisset, 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 what? Noels. The bad boys of this podcast, shit, more money, more murders. The best two men squad in the league, running a train on podcast. Uh, and that next part, bro, should I tell them? Should Come I tell them about the brand, bro? Come on, the form of warn them about the brand. Should I tell them about the Come on, should I tell big flex. Should I flex for the fuck one time? flex, dog. Should I flex, should I flex for the fuck one time? Bro, flex. If you came here for the most potent and thought-provoking commentary in the rap podcast category, uh-huh. filled with topics to boost your mental health while speaking on the culture, past and present, but at the same time, you want to feel what Mac Miller felt seeing Shorty announce she's getting engaged a month after announcing they broke up? What the fuck? You're not even going to call me? I got to find out about this shit on Twitter? Why do fools fall in love, dog? Very sad moment. Why do fools fall in love? It's like he, it, 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 it could almost be seen as a little insensitive to do in public, right? Mm-hmm. Do something like that while you know someone is dealing with grief and addiction at the same time. Fuck it down. You, you can kind of say it a little yeah. insensitive. That's right. something you do on other rounds, right? We just seen Issa Rae post pictures in her wedding dress. Yeah. We ain't know. We ain't even know she was locked in with nobody. Ooh. It's kind of crazy how you can do your whole thing without motherfuckers knowing about, knowing it, about it. And you know, spare some feelings until somebody able to get. Like damn, bitch, I can't even get through the second stage of grief. And you already you over here, here with some butterflies and sunshine fluttering. I don't even like Saturday night. Come on. Fuck is you like what the fuck? Come on, man. That bitch got that fucking peanut weekend. shells for brain cells, my nigga. <laughs> Give a fuck. Should I proceed, dog? Can I run that bitch back? Come on, back, bro? come on, Can I run that bitch back? If you came here for authentic commentary on the state of affairs and rap culture with an unbiased wealth of knowledge, but at the same time. Uh-huh. You want to feel what I felt the first time I heard Danny Brown on terroristic threats? 
I ain't got nothing but an EBT card oh. and this in my mama's name. B, that nigga said, feel, feel my pain, going the same, I'm ashamed. Because I ain't got shit but an EBT card from a fiend that owe me and it's in a daughter's name. daughter's name. How the fuck are they supposed to eat? How the fuck am I supposed to eat? <laughs> like, damn, nigga. Yeah how, they, yeah, how are they supposed to eat, bro? Yeah, but I gotta eat first. Bro, I, I felt that shit on my soul, dog. To do some nut shit and then to feel guilty about it. And then you hate that you feel guilty, guilty about, about it. it. And then you hate that you hate that you feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Could I really show how cold-blooded you is as a nigga? No, for real, for real. Like, I'm not supposed to feel nothing. And the fact that you even felt something... Damn, but you fucked up. Yeah, and then, and then and then you feel bad that you feel fucked up for feeling bad. Yeah, it's like damn, nigga, it's an endless cycle. Yo, who the fuck am I? And you know what'll fix that? I'm listening. And Hennessy, dog, a little hen dog mixed with coke. Little hen, oh, it's a little, bit. It's a little cherry bit. coke. Cherry coke. Talk about it, nigga. Should I run it back one more time? Come bro? on, be talk to Should him. I run it back for the talk niggas? to them? Should I flex for these folks? Big flex. If you came here to chop it up with some niggas who are getting it out the mud and redesigning the way you experience rap podcast. Mm. But at the same time, uh-huh. you want to feel what my cousin felt the first time he heard Kendrick Lamar scream on you? <laughs> I thought that was me. Looking in the mirror, loving you is complicated. <laughs> loving you is complicated. Nigga, I'm about to buy a one-way ticket to Lakeland. Man, nigga, I yeah. do not care, bro. <laughs> you hate yourself, don't you? <laughs> like, yeah, nigga, I do, bro. <laughs> I really do, dog. It's funny because it's true. Niggas don't know, bro. Niggas don't know getting so fucked up and getting drunk on the east side and getting lost mm-hmm. towards four o'clock in the morning. And niggas got to find you on the golf course off Glenwood. Yeah, niggas was really. Twice is like that the- you? <laughs> niggas, that's what that scream means. Twice. <laughs> you face down, wake up on a golf course on like, the east side of Atlanta. Twice. We been calling you. Where's my phone? I don't even know where my phone at, <laughs> man. It's on the floorboard of that motherfucking Volvo, though. Oh, Y'all niggas know what the fuck we talking about, bro. Run a check or run a motherfucking fade. But if you have ever wondered what Teddy Pendergrass's Turn the Lights Off would sound like if sung by Freddie Gibbs. Oh, wow. Listen to this. Uh, snap your fingers a few times for me. To the atmosphere. Step on the white. Stretch it further. Javier gave me 14 grams And I'm about to turn it to 32 <laughs> Look baby The lights got cut off on my baby mama crib And Tyshawn ran up a medical bill with a pediatrician So I just bought some creatine and laundry detergent off Amazon To cut up this 14 grams Good boy. And you gonna help me get this work off So I can pay my baby mama electrical bill <laughs> You gonna help me with that they turn off the lights, I'm gonna turn them motherfuckers back off. <laughs> George and Powell not stopping me. <laughs> George and Powell don't give niggas lights free, man. <laughs> Jesus told y'all, oh, fuck, yeah, what's talking about, bro? Price of the eighth is still going up. Last yeah. week you said it was a flat $100, a quick C note to grab an eighth in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So this week, my nigga, yeah. what's the price of the eighth for West LA? West LA? West Los Angeles where the paper's at my nigga so you gotta keep in mind mm-hmm. talking about the Beverly Hills yeah, area Santa Monica motherfucking 
You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. A for Bel Air and shit, nigga. West Hollywood, Malibu, they got bread Calabasas. Out there. You feel they, me? They, they, they got you know, duckets. They got, got paper over there. You feel me? Got, El Segundo, tuck uh-huh. your wallet in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want this A, you're going to tuck them on Fairfax and shit, bro. Yeah, What's the price for the A for West Hollywood, bro? Man, we said 100 in New Orleans last week, right? Yeah, fair is fair. Fair is fair, you know. I'm for the people. What's that like? 20 bands. 20 bands for an eighth. <laughs> split that up. <laughs> I don't know how you gonna split that up, man. Um, please, no bills larger than 20. Break my shit down. 20, 10s, 5s. No dollar bills neither. Ah, if I see a dollar bill, I'm a pussy, right? I'm right. pussy if you see <laughs> a pussy. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. You can have a G in dollar bills. And the rest of the 1900. Yeah, yeah. 20 wave cats my nigga you gonna need a sack for each and every one of those but if you came here to listen to two cousins that would play get you by daniel caesar to uplift these beautiful black women and edify the spirit of every queen listening in mind body And so, by the same time, uh-huh. we'll play Or Nah by Ty Dallasine. Because we talking to these bitches, oh, all these nah. skeezers and hood rats like to do that nasty shit. They like to be told to shut the fuck up every night. You know what I'm saying? Once in a while, show you shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Shut your fucking mouth. Does a nigga have your consent or no? You feel what I'm saying? Can a nigga use your debit card or no? You gonna help me pay this late fee or no? Or not? Nah. You feel what I'm saying? And, and please don't hit me with the or not. Nah. Are you gonna help me buy this gold pass for Xbox Live or, or not? Nah? Nah. Niggas is down bad. Sure, they don't me, even know I took a picture of debit card. <laughs> you get the picture of the back? And I took a picture of the back. Oh, Batman. I saw I put oh, that pin in. You know, you know, uh, zip code. Oh, nigga, I call, still call her sister, bro. Yeah, what the fuck? Shorty sister work I can steal a piece of mail. I'm stealing the hand. <laughs> What's what, one more thing? You already committed one felony. I don't give a fuck about another. You feel me? You came to the right motherfucking place. You are here to provide the high quality content and to really figure out is it Uchi Wally or one might. Mm-hmm. But in today's case, is it DNA or Shattered Dreams? Mm-hmm. And if you come from my family tree, Y'all already know what the fuck going on I am the brow bully Your part time activist Part time gang enthusiast A.K.A. Almighty Twy A.K.A. Twy Dollar Sign A.K.A. The Jared Leto of the Ghetto A.K.A. Talladega Twy The Real Pretty Ricky A.K.A. The Little Spoon Goon A.K.A. The Black Fulton Reed Tell your bitch to keep her lips off my pucks A.K.A. Jedi Twine from the west side of the force. A.K.A. Twilito Valentino. I'm known to be fashionably late. And today, bro, mm-hmm. with your consent, if I have it, Come on, be I want to I wanna debut a new alias. Talk to me, B. Talk to me. Like, I've been in the crib. We, you know what I'm saying? I've been in the crib and pacing the room and shit, bro. And I think I got another one, bro. Talk to me, bro. So what's your consent, bro? Do I have a, you know what I'm saying? You got my full consent. Then y'all means to do what I do, bro? Yeah, B. I am the brow bully, mm-hmm. aka Lullaby Twy. If you roll my boat, you will wake up wet. Mm-hmm. But y'all can call me Westside Twy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm one half of the dynamic duo. <laughs> and I'm here with the New Jersey Devil, the poster boy for black sociopaths. The co- <sighs> 
My cousin. That boat, my nigga. It's the boat. <laughs> my cousin, the confidant, the Farrakhan of marijuana, human PCP in the flesh. He's the reason you found a Gucci print durag under your BMs pillow. You switching it out. I'm saying, I've been, you know what I'm saying? I've been stuck in the crib all motherfucking day, right? Uh-huh. And my man lace me, so he's a legend of two games. Tax fraud. And bootleg streaming subscriptions, my nigga. Come on, what subscriptions is you finna email these people, bro? LB, I got ten day passes to Spotify. Now I got some uh, YouTube. Uh, what's it? Red? Nah, what's not red no premium. more? YouTube I, I Premium. YouTube Premium. I do that show for my my, my pop niggas, bro. <laughs> so I need that YouTube Red because they gonna be on my ass if you don't hand it to me, bro. Yeah, you right though. Even if you give it to me, they gonna give it to me. Yeah, bro. I, it's it's on me. Yeah, any peacock, Paul. <laughs> what you what you trying to watch on Peacock? Office. Oh yeah, you right. Yeah, and maybe some parks recreations too, bro. You right, you right. <laughs> nah, I do not have like any of them. Doing. I do not have none. Okay, but if you look underneath all those, uh, man, fuck what you talking about. You got you got a Discovery Plus for Shark Week and whatnot. Uh, I don't got no Discovery Plus, bro. Okay, you got Disney Plus. Oh yeah, man, big Disney Plus. I'm out listening. Here, man. You trying you trying to be with Pocahontas? See the colors I of the can't windows, do that, bro. I can't see no colors of no shorties wings, bro. Oh, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I feel you. You trying to get me fucked up? Nah, not at all. Man, you trying to get me fucked up, nigga? I know your move. Uh, ESPNs and shit, bro. Yeah, all the sports packages, man. Get what you want, man. We even got the Ocho. Watch some dodgeball if you want. Listen, what else you got for me, dog? Um, I do got some uh, SoundCloud Premium uh, passes too, man. If you want to listen SoundCloud to SoundCloud Premium for SoundCloud bro, Plus, what the fuck is you talking about? Some SoundCloud Premium? Yeah, SoundCloud Premium, dog. What the if, hell you want, if you want to listen to 2021 That's how I'm doing On SoundCloud if, if you want to listen to Coco Butter Kisses And I hear commercial After Fuck with your boy You got motherfucking uh, Shudder If I want to listen to Watch some, watch some horrors Yeah some scary yeah, shit me, get to, uh, We got, got Shudder You got Slings Nah I do not have Slings You got Crackles Mm. I'm gonna pop you if you ain't got. I got some. I, I got some jailbroken fire. I'm sticks. gonna be very, 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 very clear, bro. Uh-huh. I'm trying to watch Big O tonight. Uh-huh. Please tell me you either got me some Crunchyroll or some goddamn Funimations, bro. Nah, but I know a couple of sites. Tonight, you, I, got, I know a couple of sites. You can tonight, get those bro. off. You getting shot tonight, nigga? I ain't trying to hear that shit else, bro. Last but not least, HBO Max. Oh yeah, of course, man. But I want HBO Go and HBO Now too. You, I want HBO Max, HBO Go, and HBO Now. All what, the failed subscriptions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You got to figure something out, nigga. Get them servers together. I don't give a fuck, nigga. He's smoking dust, but still a black boy. Why folks can trust? Low Noel, speak to him, dog. Yo, dog. It's your boy, Low Key Noel, a.k.a. The Low is Your Shepherd, a.k.a. Noel with the Poel, the Hood Grief Counselor, uh. a.k.a. Zanny Tanner with a full house of them bars. Uh, Slang it. You, you see it, you see it, a.k.a. The Pill Press Picasso. Yankees don't chip. And I figure for this episode, uh-huh. very special episode 122. This is the podcast version of XO Tour Life, dog. Mm. Now, why would I say that? Um, why would I say such a thing? Have you been pushed to the edge? Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead to me. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with nobody no more, dog. Oof. You, want, you want to talk about a 22-year-old slime, nigga? Uh-huh. Life of the party, man. Man, fuck you niggas, bro. In the thick of it. I'm not cool with none of you niggas, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what's going on. We was cool last week. Yeah, we was. Bro, we was just hanging out. Huh? We was just... Anti-social is more than a mixtape, my nigga. (laughs) That's a way of life. Fuck is you niggas talking about? Shorty, I literally do not care what happens. Mm. I do not care what happens tonight. I'm going to drink this fifth of Hennessy Uh by myself. Solo. I'm going to go to the east side. And then I'm going to go to department store. By myself Solo And I know niggas said If it's on site And I and I hope they see me too 
Push me to the edge. Push, push me to the edge. I don't give a fuck, man. Mm. And guess what? Look. It's 1 a.m. About three hours from now, niggas gonna find me on a golf course <laughs> face down <laughs> off Glenwood. I do not care, bro. <laughs> How did you walk all the way down? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, walk from, walking from goddamn little five points. All the way to fucking Glenwood? Bro, come on. Y'all niggas know when y'all But I tell you all all, all while cursing yourself The whole entire time Fuck these niggas I'm gonna give you niggas A hole in one bro What do we tell Our male listeners dog Right now Speak to them bro Right now we tell all these Nasty grimy ass niggas head, man. These, nigga. these, uh, these rap scallions yeah, man Imbecile <laughs> Losers Numb skull bro We tell these fuck niggas man We tell these grimy niggas To keep their Yo Motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapists. Motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapists. No rapists. What you got for me this week, man? Speak to me. I do not support you, Negroes. You see, sex is consensual. Oh, my God. Fuck all you fuck-ass Negroes who don't understand the word no. She said no. Now you got involved twice in low. Because she said... You unmoisturized... Crusty, musty, and dirty ass motherfuckers, uh. keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Failure to comply with getting at least two forms of consent with emphasis. Where was on and what, dog? Amputations, my nigga. I'm taking happen? a limb with me, dog. Damage tissue and Damage tissue, bro. You're not we done gr- fucked up bro. a nerve or two, bro. Yeah. I do more than pinch a nerve, you yeah, feel dog. what I'm saying? You're going to be big stumps out here, man. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked bad, up, bro. Down bad. Blood in and blood out type of bro, fucked up, nigga. Come on. Say caca su moon. Toot moon, bro. Toot moon, bro. What and you your little doing? brother just got fucked up with you. behind that. Shorty said it was demon time And you looked at your clock And said Yo It's guess, my time I guess I'm up Go time Shorty don't punch my shit No nigga yeah. We will punch your shit in bro Yeah You trying to punch shorty clock And guess what Guess what Look at your, look at your stuff All we fucked up All wild We put it over time And I put my initials by your stuff Nigga I give a fuck Here at the Running Trips Podcast We practice consent with emphasis And we do not condone Taking advantage of women physically Under any circumstance This is episode One Two twenty two Grief, Earl Sweatshirt's version, and this episode, we'll be discussing the gift and the curse of isolation. We're going to talk about it. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for fucking with us. You're a little late in the summer. Mm. You could have been here, shit, low-key, the end of April, mm. early May. But I understand that you got lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Shit gets lost in translation. You feel what I'm saying? I know niggas done told you about it because niggas running their mouth, but you decide to slide through first week of August come fucking with Trish set. Better late than never, you dumbass nigga. But I want to let you dumbass <laughs> niggas know <laughs> you found a home with Trish set. Running Trish is a safe haven for emotional, mental, plus spiritual growth in all the other type of function. And this episode, if you couldn't tell, is that function. To all my real niggas in the field. All my real niggas in the field. Keep your spiritual hairline protected, man. Intact. Intact. We just hit August. Hottest part of the summer. You will be exposed, my Daytime. nigga. Yeah. You will Protect be exposed. Your Protect your shit. Protect your shit, bro. For real. Protect Seriously. Because it's dangerous. I ain't tell you to recover your shit. Mm-mm. I ain't tell you to heal from your shit. Nah. 
I ain't tell you to uh, re, uh, what's the word? Reinvigorate and yeah. rejuvenate your shit. Nah, protect, protect it, bro. Yeah, you got all you got all four. You know what I'm saying? Like you get doing, you doing other shit. You not you putting focus on trying to bring back what's already left. Nah, you're not worried about what's what's still yeah. there. If you, you know got you got to protect what you got. That spirituality is like sitting between your fingers, dog. <laughs> You run about the time. You know what I'm saying? No, you got you got protect your shit, man. Look at the protect your shit. If I take your shit, bro, real shit, man. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> leave that nigga shit alone. You know what I'm saying? But um, to our queens, to our queens, don't sacrifice your spiritual edges for no nigga. Delta variant out and shit. What can you do? I know what they are doing. It is doing some nasty things. So I'm gonna tell you what, shorty. Delta variant out, fucking up your whole summer plans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands, keep them clean. And for these dirty ass, bitch ass niggas that's also fucking up your mood, wash your hands of these fuck niggas trying to ruin your spiritual edges, shorty. Mm. You know what I'm saying, wash your hands to avoid COVID and mm. keep a face mask on. And wash your hands of these niggas keep saying you cute. How you know I'm cute? I got a face. Yeah. You wash your hand on these corny ass niggas. And let me send another good morning. What the fuck text. is you talking about? Wash your hand on these dirty ass niggas too. Get your spiritual toothbrush and let the universe lay your edges in peace. And may whatever God or crystal you pray to provide you everything that you need. And it's a new month, mm-hmm. so we got a new birthstone. What's the birthstone for August, bro? My nigga, August is walking around sporting a Peridot, my nigga. Peridot. It, it looks the like, green zone, Yeah, man. it look like kryptonite, dog. It look exactly like uh, kryptonite. Yo. Okay, give me what for the Peridots. When I did my Googles. So is it Peridot or some French shit like Peridot? Peridot. Peridot. Let me get a Peridot. <laughs> <laughs> give me a good word for the Peridot. I can hear, I can hear, um, oh. I can hear Fabulous flipping out into a bar. I'm listening. Uh, you can catch me on 8th Ave, right neath the chain tops. I need me a pair of those. And a bit of paradise. Okay. I'll give uh give bus August bus our first August. episode of August while speaking. Yeah. Um shout out to the uh Paradot. I did my Googles, it said it represented strength and balance and all that other type of fuck shit, man. So big shout out to that. I'm pretty sure you don't have a paradise in your collection. Make that your goal for the month, man. Step out of 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 uh, the course age, man. There's other minerals out there you could get energies and, and invigorations sure. from and shit like Everything that. Everything can be cubics is going to Yeah, I'm saying. And rhinestones. Do something different. Know, you know oh, wow. Add some flavor to your life. Another opal. Ooh. What does this one be? Ooh. Oh, no. It's surprising, nigga. This is more of a paler type of amethyst. Who would have fucking thought? <laughs> Give it to how to light. And we got new seasons for the head top too, bro. Speak yeah, to man. these Leos one time, man. Shout out to the Leos, man. Lions, nigga. I was told by my sister who happens to fall under this sign, like, be cool with the Leos, man. But fuck that. But fuck that in a positive way, though, because I do fuck with a few Leos for real. Yeah, Leos is cool individuals, man. Shout out to the Leos, yo. Y'all some real confident individuals. You can't tell a Leo no. You can't tell a Leo they're not going to do some you shit. You can't tell them anything. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Leo don't know no boundaries, which could lead to, you know, we got too much confidence sometimes, at least the arrogant, arrogant But they're, but they're more so givers and takers. Uh-huh. They give a lot of motherfucking attitude and uh-huh. give a lot of motherfucking lip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll they don't take, take no shit. They don't take no shit either. But they give a lot of goddamn talk back when you speak it to uh-huh. their ass. How fucking generous. Also, thank all the Leos for listening. Yeah, big shout out to Chief Keith. Big shout out to Fat Joe. Two Leos. What up to the B-Words? What up to the N-words? What up to the twi have? Mm. What up to the low heads? Run a check or run a motherfucking fade. And I want to give this moment to shout out everybody in our respective camps. 
I'm saying there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Pokemon. You got the silver version, gold version, gold version yeah. ruby, sapphire. So, you know, whatever you fall under. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's under that almighty twi hive that been busting, you know what I'm saying, like on on site, yeah. blowing fire everybody. I see that. You know what I'm saying? Like some would say that they are the um the most crafty and uh, most uh criminally articulate of the two camps. Diabolical. The, the most uh fearful, fearsome and fierce motherfuckers out here, you know what I'm saying, not to be played with with nobody. Mm-hmm. The most intelligent, the most um thorough, you feel me? The better, some might say it's the better of the two Johns. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that if you want to say some words for your your little dusty ass clan of fuck niggas. Yeah, shout out to the low heads, man. Some would say, you know, the real innovators, you feel me? The niggas who speak from the soul when they got some real shit going on, you feel me? Some would say the, the leaders out here. Liars man. is the word you want to say. Niggas is liars. <laughs> niggas liars manip- and manipulations are two different <laughs> things, baby. Niggas liars and manipulations. I'm saying... How can you be a puppet master with no strings, my nigga? Come on, you got you got connect. You, you can't be a puppet master with no strings. Well, uh, what's your point of being a master of it? I'm saying I could I could ventriloquist too, my nigga. Yourself? I could throw my voice. <laughs> <laughs> if you love Tristan, support Tristan. Show love by liking, commenting, sharing on social media, dropping a little rating. If you fuck with us, drop a little a review. If you really really fuck with us, and as always, our greatest form of currency is word of mouth. Mm. So we humbly ask y'all to run your motherfucking mouth. Yeah, run your, your fucking mouth, yeah, man. Get your mouth ready. <laughs> run your fucking mouth, yo, nigga. Talk about it, man. Fuck is you niggas talking about? on this motherfucking shit, yo. Running Triz is really out here putting in work every fucking week for y'all niggas, Bring man. Running Triz take a week off and y'all niggas was quiet the whole fucking week, Talk man. I ain't hear none of y'all niggas through the grave, my dog. I ain't seen not one fucking Speak post talking him, about yo, Running Triz, hope him, y'all niggas is good. We could have been dead out here for this week. Could have been took over. Tap me, tap me, Get in there, my Fuck nigga. Fuck you niggas, bro. Run your fucking mouth, uh-huh. nigga. I ain't seen that one motherfucking uh, 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 flyer on no bulletin board. Come I've been on. checking all the local daycares Come and on. summer camps. Niggas ain't running they fucking Not mouth, bro. Huh? I should be walking through the street and see flyers of Tristan. Come on. On the flyer, nigga. A yellow flyer at that. Come on. Huh? Do I see you at City Hall talking to the man? Are you, you representatives, my nigga? Nah. As you running nah. your fucking mouth? Nah. At the PTA meeting? Take my nigga in. Go Come speak on, to him, bro. We got fucking local votes going in. They putting names on the ballots, nigga. Just draw running Tris on your ballot. Vote us in the fucking office. Run your you fucking fucking you mouth, saying, man. Bro? I ain't see nobody investing no fucking plane in Skyright. A big ass running triz in the sky, nigga. Followed by a choo choo, three exclamation Speaking fucking on, points, man. What is y'all niggas really fucking doing out here? Do you mean this shit? What happened to the real street taggers out here? Graffiti niggas who ain't give a fuck, dog. Speaking I ain't seen not one nigga climb one big ass billboard on eighty five, dog, and put a big ass running fucking triz. Big on it, bro. Come Speaking on, on man. What is Tell y'all niggas? Here, I'm telling you right now, nigga, I see mad niggas on these conspiracy shits and I'm talking about some QAnons and 3 and nines and 4 and nines, nigga. Uh-huh. I need you to crack that trailer that Tris say, you feel what I'm saying, nigga? I need, I need to see some of that, bro. Your niggas is QAnon and this shit. Tris and where, where, where your shit at for Tris at, bro? Huh? Y'all downplaying these conspiracy theories and shit, nigga. Uh-huh. What about us, nigga? Well, yeah. What about the police that fell on the uh, under the trip set banner, my yeah, nigga? For real, for huh? real. What about this garbage man out here finding apes and, and trash can when niggas trying to re up, bro? Speak to that, bro. Huh? What? <laughs> 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 what about the DMVs when we walk in, our faces on the picture on the back, nigga? That's yeah. how fucked up our lives Run your fucking mouth, dog. Speak on Run it. your fucking mouth, my nigga. Run. Yo, motherfucking mouth.
Tell your that might be the wildest shit we ever said. <laughs> Tell your plug about Tristan and help us jump that motherfucking algorithm. That was real Jada Kiss Styles P energy right there, man. What up to all the B words, N words, non POCs, and OGs tapping in every motherfucking Tuesday? Y'all know it's OPMs and OPP. Vibe check. Speak to me, dog. Yo, dog. What's going on with you, man? I'm out here, man. I'm chilling, chilling, chilling. Start of a new month. New vibes, new energies, man. Big positive shit. We definitely feel a shift in the atmosphere, Big as time. my uh, old pastor would say. Breakthroughs, you feel me? Breakthroughs sure. and shit is happening, man. Um, some good, some bad, but we but, right in the middle as always. Yo, sure. man. So I just want to take this time to vibe out on a situation that happened last week. So that's why mama hit us up talking about. Hey, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> a relaxing and beautiful Saturday. Mm-hmm. Shorty hit us mm-hmm. and said, "Can y'all go pick up a fucking sofa? A sofa, a sofa, my nigga, a sofa. Two black men, brother. A sofa. So what we had to do? We had to hit up some random white nigga. Some white nigga with a truck, because there's no way we, uh, our vehicles was. Fuck, I'ma put. I'ma yeah. tie a sofa to the top of my Beamer. Come Hell on, nah. so we slid through mm-hmm. with this. With this, uh, man, he's a cool nigga, bro. What I'm talking about. This nigga could have been Reno nine one five. Yeah, for real. This um, I'm gonna I'm be polite and say this zoned out white boy mm-hmm. with his pickup truck went to Shorty house. Yeah, I let you pick up. From um, there, we picked up the sofa, whatever. The entire time we chopping it up, we talking about regular black man and the white man's whip shit. Like he's talking about politics and shit like that. And then um, we get to an area like it's a small downtown, and he sees a couple of young white girls, <laughs> and then he goes verbatim, "Ooh wee." Couple of young ones over there. He looks at me. I bet you like your pussy ball, don't you? <laughs> this nigga got my attention. Attendance <laughs> <laughs> is up at that point, huh? I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, what you mean? Talk about it. He said, um, as we whipping, he says, I don't know what it is about women uh, this day and age who want to have childish pussies. I need a little bit of hair on mine so I can know it's grown. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm riling up the situation, you know, so speak your truth. This is what you really wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Go off, go ahead. Go speak off, to me. Talk ahead, to me. Ahead. And then he proceeds to go on a tangent of Daytona 78 or said Daytona 88. Daytona 88 when women were natural and free. He said, uh, you see a bush back then? It's different from a bush now, man. A little bit more innocent, a little bit more pure, or some shit like that. And I'm like, what is this guy? <laughs> Bro, what is you saying, man? I'm so glad I said the crib for that. <laughs> I said the crib when I was moving, moving furniture. Mind you, um, we couldn't take the highway back to um my uh, mom's deuce crib to bring the sofa because it's a big ass sofa on this truck. So we got to take the scenic route. Yeah. So it should have been no more than 15 back blocks and shit. Yeah. yeah. It turned into about a 30, 40 minute drive. While I was running through that motherfucking yeah. refrigerator. Of this white man talking to me about pussy, dog. Whole time. The whole time? The whole he time. That part. Pussy, pussy, <laughs> pussy. Good pussy, weak pussy, white pussy, white pussy. You know, I even dabbled with a little black pussy back in the day. A lot of it. The boys, the boys, <laughs> hey, let me know. Yeah, the boys was afraid of. <laughs> Goddamn, I ain't scared of no black pussy. Yeah, I ain't scared of no black pussy, man. He's an older white gentleman. He's. Working so hard his whole that life. Shit out. He's an older ju- white dude, man. Yeah, ain't nothing gentlemanly about this nigga. Working outside his whole life and shit like that. The sun done beat his ass. Yeah, he uh, what they call it a uh, um like a uh, straw dog. Yeah, he's out here. Man. Yeah. I mean, so he good old boy. Oh, he, this nigga for real could be forty years old. My man look about sixty. This nigga look terrible. Bro. Terrible. <laughs> 
Hey, it's everything that you think. Um, some missing teeth, long, yeah. stringy hair. Long, stringy Nigga hair. look greasy as hell. Greasy as fuck. And the fucked up part, dude's hella thin, mm-hmm. but boy, strong. Strong as fuck. Yeah, strong. I think they call that country strength. Yeah, bro. <laughs> country strong. Compared to nigga strength. I would have knocked his ass out. The most dangerous. <laughs> hey, guess what? All that country yeah, strength, you know what I'm saying? These two black foul beat niggas up, bro. I got over 100 I years. I got 100 years of oppression packed in his fist. What you talking about, bro? But um, as I'm talking to this white man, you know, I'm, I'm dying for real. Like, I'm really cracking the fuck up. This nigga's talking to me about pussy. I'm like, this nigga has to be at least in his late 50s, 60s years old. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing to him was the memories that he had as a younger. It wasn't the pussy. That, it was a nostalgia. It was just a nostalgia of it. For sure. I mean, I remember us talking about landmarks and things of that nature. And oh, I'm realizing my God, <laughs> he landmarked his life through... How boxes work, you feel me? Like, he watched the transition from his younger days as boxes got, landing you know, like the landing strips and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I was, like, calculating this in my head, I just thought it was real funny. Me and Twyla talk about, like, bro, remember when this song came out? Remember when you was whipping this? Boom, 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 boom. My nigga life has been a series of pussy, dog. Yeah. Different, different. Different pussy. No matter what. Yeah, 70, 78, Bush. Uh, 98 landing strip. Oh <laughs> five when the Brazilians it was, it was gone. It was gone. It was all gone. Mm-hmm. You think that's a representation of his mental health? Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this nigga mind been deteriorating. Yeah, the last pussy, uh, the last, the last one, pussy. Yeah, I'm losing it, dog. Wow, my man lost his entire grip of reality. Damn, that's how it's fitting with this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Was that the end of your vibe check? That's the end of my vibe okay. check, though. Well, shit. Um, Slamadon is officially over. I feel incredible. I feel good. I'm thinking clear. A little too clear. But I'm feeling very confident and uh, equipped mm. to conquer the second half of 2021. Yeah. Inshallah, I see it. And I was listening to the Midnight Miracle uh, podcast, Dave Chappelle, Most Def, Quali and shit. And my favorite episode so far is one called The Symphony. Mm. And um, I'm breaking down my takeaways from the episode into two parts. So this will be the first part. The Symphony starts with Dave talking about how back in 1988, when he was just starting out as a comedian, when he was a teenager, one of the club owners banned profanity. Yeah. No cussing, no swearing, because as he claimed it, it offended the audience. Naturally... The comedians were upset, and they even set up a parlay to speak with the owner, talk shit out, and explain why profanity is necessary for their part. The owner talking about how profanity is hurting his business. Dave said one of the comedians stood up and said, I use profanity because I live a profane lifestyle. I don't have an insect infestation in my house. I have fucking roaches. (laughs) And when he said that... Oh, that makes it makes fucking sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have I don't, I don't have an infest, nigga. I got fucking roaches, I got dog. Roaches. I got rats in my house, my nigga. nigga. You feel yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Don't 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 make me uh downplay the shit I got going on. Make you niggas comfortable just to appease you. Well, I got downplay how fucked up my situation is. Make other motherfuckers comfortable. That's mm-hmm. not doing anything to add to my comfortability. I feel right. That. So I start thinking about my old life. I'm Haitian, so I have a, a conventionally conservative mother. We're Haitian, so we share a conventionally conservative grandmother mm-hmm. publicly. Yeah. And I feel like it's very important to say that Haitians can be conservative when it comes to public matters. Yeah. Right? So old school Haitians, for those who don't know, they're really big on hiding their problems. 
All their skeletons Everything got hella yeah. uh, fucking. All the closets have hella skeletons. Every family have deep Demons. dark secrets, bro. Every every family's damn near its own government, right? For real, and it's all based on appearances. How to look on the outside. Everything's based on appearances. No matter how fucked up you are, do not let the next family know how fucked no. up you are. And I'll be damned if one of my children even shows a glimpse of what I put them through at the crib. Mm-hmm. When you out, you smile and hold your goddamn head high. Because if you don't, I'm going to whoop your ass. Wait till we get to the crib. You <laughs> going to embarrass me? Right. So when I was a junior in high school, um, yeah, I, was, I moved to Georgia when I was a sophomore. By junior year, I started rapping. And um, I left my one of my rap books. In my math class, right? Yeah. Math teacher, somehow I got in the hands of the guidance counselor. Because my raps were so incredible, these bozos thought it was a terrifying. They <laughs> said, <laughs> the double entendres and the yeah. uh, similes was too fearful. Yeah, it's like, too fearful, though. Yeah, niggas, too running, like, niggas got scared when they read my shit. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers called my mom. By the time I got home, Pastor Felix, my grandmother, and some praying oil was waiting for a nigga. Smear all over my forehead. Yeah. After the prayer... Grandma went to sleep. Pastor Felix left. And my mother kept asking, Pokisa, why? <laughs> How do you answer that? Why? Why Why are you doing this? Why Why do you feel like you need to say stuff like this? And in my head, I'm thinking, I just moved from Florida, my yeah. only home for 16 years. I have no family in GA. Mm-hmm. I had no friends in GA. My father just died. I didn't even have time to process what the fuck was going on in my own life. Because I was fighting at least once a week. And now, I have beef with some niggas and some shit called Black Mob, and they on my ass. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, the more angry and lonely I feel, the more pussy is falling in my lap. Yeah. So, I don't have worries. I have fucking problems. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I used to hate that shit like, why, why are you talking like that? Why do you feel like you have to use those words? How the fuck am I supposed to talk? Do you know what's going on in my life? You're living a very <laughs> perfect lifestyle for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know words have meaning, yeah. and I want them to mean real offensive and hurtful shit. I want this harm. This reflecting what the fuck yeah, is going like, on. I want through some real shit, so at that point in my life, bro. Words have meaning, mm-hmm. so I need them to hurt motherfuckers. You feel me? I want you, I want you to feel... Nigga, I used to cook niggas after school, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. I used to cook niggas, bro. Niggas wanted to fight me after school. Yeah. After nigga, you want to battle, bro? I'm gonna cook you. And guess what? I've been in shorty's ears. Every shorty that you know, fuck where you thought I didn't know about. I'm I'm finding out your secrets, nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing them shit. Some nigga, I used to cook niggas, bro. Why? Because I was cooking on the inside. Bro. I live a <laughs> profane lifestyle, so I'm gonna use for profanity to the fullest extent. That shit is fucking beautiful. Um. I've never had an incident with like a rap book or anything like that. I went for the longest where I didn't curse. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. high school shit. High school, like through G shit, like maybe in my entire four years of high school. I, I didn't like curse. that shit at all. Bro, when I tell you everyone that one yeah. time, um, this is when you still living in Miramar, mm-hmm. and me and mommy came through to, um, I think we did, I think some shit, I think dropping off some 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 games or some shit for yeah. you. You remember this? We were piped up in a parking lot of a. Uh, Back in those days, it was the Eckers. Mm-hmm. You was just like, you were mad about something. This nigga sound like goddamn Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Nigga, fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck. And I'm looking at this nigga like, bro, <laughs> like, why he so teed up? Nigga? And this is when we were like, I think we were like 12 or 13. This nigga, fuck, fuck, man. Fuck me, man. Fuck, 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 fuck. Y'all looking at this nigga like, damn, bro. <laughs> Whatever you got going on is way realer than what I got going on. <laughs> And then fast forward, 
probably I think you went back to New Jersey, right? Yeah. And then the next time I seen you was high school. Next time I saw you was in Georgia when you um and it came out with my pops. Right, right, right. And then this nigga talking about uh this nigga said, Oh, why are you cussing so much? I was thinking like who but who <laughs> who the fuck is you talking I think that was junior year. I think it was around the same time. Cause we were, cause yeah, we were rapping, rapping yeah. at that time. Man. Mm-hmm. This nigga looked at me in my eyes. So why you cussing so much? I said, bro, what the fuck is you saying? Yeah, I wasn't man. even cursing in my raps. But um, G shit. Yeah, at that time, I didn't curse. I never figured out what it stemmed from. At the time, I, it just seemed natural. You feel me? Well, now I get it. Crabs, yeah, I was in my sense. pops' house. Um, even though it was nutty as fuck in my pops' house, like the love was different there, man. I, it's the first time I felt familial love for real. From you feel um, like pops a pastor, so you have to fall in line. Yeah, I have, to, I have to fall in line. You know, this is a, a sign of respect. Like it, it was different from being all the chaos and torment that I experienced when I was uh, moving with Carmine's daddy and shit like that. You feel me? So you notice how quickly, as soon as I graduated high school and I moved away, <laughs> how quickly it when I was out of that when I was when I was out of the sanctity of his home, and I'm experiencing real depression for the first. What's time. What's the opposite? You know, they say that. Um, that term of phrase to relax is cool your jets. Cool your jets. Cool your jets. My uh-huh. nigga was doing the opposite of that. Yeah, I was burning my jets, man. <laughs> yeah, niggas burning all, all fucking fire. Yeah, all types of jets, nigga. Plane, uh, planes crash, well, man. My boy was in the sky with Yeah, but um, as soon as I started um, experiencing depression and shit like that, yeah, my lifestyle became very profane. As soon as I stopped caring, I don't care what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't care about nothing. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Nobody. I'm here to joke and laugh because that's the only thing that made me feel good. And hey, guess what? If we ain't joking and we ain't fucking laughing, get yeah. the fuck out of my, my fucking face, man. For real. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be seen with you niggas. I got my niggas. I'm seen with, and that's that's it. That's that's it. And uh, we couldn't even. Uh, we had to stool in our depression like during our early years because we couldn't self medicate. For sure, we didn't have access. We like have access, yeah, for real. Bro, for real. could you imagine if we had Uber back in the day? <laughs> what, nigga? What? Going through one of my nigga? Cycle. What? Going through one of my manic episodes with Uber? Oh my god, bro! If I had Uber back in the day, bro, nineteen years old with Uber, nigga, fifteen years old, uh, yeah. sixteen years old. That's what That's I'm dangerous. talking about. Yeah, That's dangerous, bro. Nigga, fourteen years old with Uber, bro. That's dangerous. Come on, man. But yeah. Living a profane lifestyle, bro. I was the type of nigga, you know how to say, um, you never know what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. Talk to me for five minutes and you know exactly what I'm going through. I put, yeah. Uh, take a load off, brother. Real shit. But y'all niggas know who we are. Y'all niggas know what we came to do. It was Big Trish set. The bad boys of this podcast shit. Uh-huh. Brand you trust. Raising the crime rate every motherfucking Tuesday. Big flexing with emphasis. And... Damn, I smell some one two one in here, bro. You smell it? Quote the Triz by episode one two one. You got one for me? Yeah, you got to quote the Triz by, bro? It. I smell it. You smell it? I smell one two one in here, bro. So speak yeah. to me, bro. Quick quote the Triz by. I'm listening. She don't even got a beam on her shit. She don't even have a beam on her shit. She tagging niggas, dog. <laughs> Left or right? Yeah, God bless both them niggas. You feel mm-hmm. me? Y'all niggas know who we talking about. And y'all niggas know what we about to do. Here come the running words of encouragement. What up to all of the niggas and bitches checking in every Tuesday to catch a vibe with two niggas who are willing to cut your grass just to deal with these snake ass niggas. The Running Triss Podcast. No cut. No filler. Just two cousins. Giving you your fix. Fronting you a sack to make it through the week. Consistently week after week, after week after week, after week after motherfucking week. You are a fiend, and you are appreciated.
This week, Trisette has requested that I speak on the first stage of grief. Look slime. At the risk of sounding insensitive. But fuck it. Let's get on with the show. There are much more spicy stages ahead of you. So let's cut to the chase and really turn up. Whatever happened to you is fucked up. But it happened. It's time to bounce back and heal from it. You still are who you was before it happened. Don't hide from these emotions. The more you hide and pretend they don't exist, the further into the darkness you go. This goes double for our female listeners. Nothing that can happen to you can take away from your worth. Point blank. Period. You listen to the Running Tris podcast. So you already made one good choice. Follow up by acknowledging what the fuck. Whatever the fuck it is. And keep motherfucking pushing. Move forward. Step by step. Because stage two of grief is our favorite. And high key. Stage two is the most exciting. Low key. This whole podcast was based off of stage two. And look at us now. The most dangerous podcast in America. So. Stay alert and stay dangerous. And most importantly. Never bet against the set. Running Triz is a form of community service and will continue to serve faithfully. So please support Triz Set as we provide that high quality content you expect each week. Get better in tune with your infinite with the Running Triz podcast. Now, here comes the drop. I gotta be freaky for both of us out here, man. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. Y'all niggas know what's next. Run this time on the podcast. We show love and respect and reverence for those who are no longer with us. Those who have contributed to this black culture, this rap culture, this beautiful thing called hip hop. And my firstborn cousin, blood of my blush, flesh of my motherfucking flesh. Low Noel about to bust off one of them R.I.P.s. He'll does. What you got all today? We're doing a big rest in power to a photographer, an influencer, a producer, someone who I didn't know painted such rap pictures for me as a kid that I came up with my own narratives of who rappers were. Okay. A big rest in power to uh. Chi Moodle. Let's go, boy. Let's go, boy. Born in 1966, and I apologize for the pronunciation of this. Aaron Dizzle R boy. <laughs> come on, come on boy. Can I get a can I at least get hey, one up? Go ahead, man. Can I get what? <laughs> Aaron Dizu Drew, Nigeria. 
1969, when he was two and a half years old, his family left in the middle of a civil war to seek refuge in the United States. And of all 50 states to choose from, they just chose New Jersey. New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem, though. Yeah, it's a new world for me and my peoples, man. But um, my man graduated from Lawrenceville in 1984, started attending Rutgers University, where he studied economics and graduated with a BS in economics in 1989. While he was an undergraduate, he developed an interest in photography, man. He's like, yo, you know, these cameras is cool. Bitches love photographers. Let me get your angles, my shit like that. And soon received a certificate from the International Center of Photography in New York City. His first position as a photographer was with the African-American newspaper, New York, Amsterdam News in Harlem. And in 1991, he was hired by the magazine that basically changed everything, The Source. Ooh, wait. And this is the 90s, B. This is early Source, you feel me? Like, this is like the real Source before it became watered down and shit like that. Where he was hired as the director of photography, man. That's where he, like, captured the images of the definitive hip-hop era. He photographed such artists including uh, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, LL, Notorious, B.I.G., Mary J. Blige, Mob Deep. He appeared on more than 30 album covers, including Snoop's um, Doggy Style. And then he did um, Takao for Method Man. He did Mob Deep's um, infamous album. And all, like, while doing this, man, you see the angles and stuff like that, bro. I didn't know, like, all these like, kind of uh, iconic images was homie. I remember when he passed at seeing his work. And I didn't know there was only one nigga, bro. Bruh. Yeah. Like, pictures like that from, literally painted hip-hop. From Mob Deep to Snoop. Mm-hmm. That's literally east to west coast. The picture of Snoop uh, with the 187, Young Snoop, uh, next to the 187 sign. Snoop. Snoop. 19 years old Snoop. My favorite picture of, of Method Man to Kyle when he had the gold fangs in and he had the Philly and the, the Philly oh, blunt. Yeah. Like shit, like iconic shit, man. Yeah. Like for real, for real. My man was really a legend out here. He was able to expose like somebody, but at the same time, like you saw the raw, you saw the rugged. It's hip-hop, man. It really is hip-hop. My man's photography has been featured in multiple exhibits across the world, including outdoor installations in New York and solo um, expositions in Finland, Paris, and everything like that. He worked for a variety of marketing companies. He was a digital strategist. He was a brand ambassador, um, a, a marketing CEO. Basically, he um, his last um, venture was with DotGo as a digital strategy consultant, which he founded with the efforts of, you know, um, Making photos accessible for anyone with an internet connection. Oh, shit. Mm, crazy. Damn, innovative. He passed away. There has been no known cause of death. It hasn't been made public. People are saying, when I was reading, like, and this is people are saying, like, he suffered from cancer, but there's no definitive answer. A big Man, rest in power to Chi. really is a- Big transitions and big shout outs. First shout out goes to another motherfucking legend, uh-huh. MF Doom. On the corner of Riverside and East Hudson is now MF Doom Way. Fingers finally has a block named after him in New York. Dr. Patrick Graham, who attended high school with Doom, mm-hmm. he started a campaign to get a street named after him. Saying that his hip hop lyricism represented some of the culture's best linguistic metaphors. Guard, guard, god damn, I just said linguistic. Why is it? I can't fucking get it, bro. I just said linguistic. Uh-huh. 
But then it's the little one, the little speed, but garnering. Well, we got it. Intergenerational and interracial admiration. You know what interracial Interracial? Hey, boy. Like more hey. than one race? Hey, man. I just I read it to you like I see it. The interracial admiral, MF Duel. His life, his life on art symbolizes the resilience we need in present context. And now his legacy lives on forever doomsday. Rest in peace. Boom, man. Big shout out to this. This is a big deal. Another step towards immortality, man, and not faded towards um, obscurity, which is... Well, you know that mask left five, man. Bro, for real. Well, you know that mask left five. This is a beautiful thing, man. Recognizing a a, a rap star off his own street when, when you think about it, like 30 years ago, niggas was trying to eliminate rap, like... Period. Period. Uh, we don't want this shit to exist. Sense of this bullshit. 200 years from now, niggas see that mask and know what the fuck it means. But you feel I me? know that motherfucking MS stand for, bro. This is, niggas know, man. this is great, man. Y'all Especially at NY. Shout outs, man, to holding the nigga down. Texas been doing this shit for years. Cities, hold down your spitters, man. Yeah, yeah you better not give Mickey Fax a street neither. Why you gotta do that, <laughs> man? No. I don't all nigga. What's supposed to keep shit No. I will run jog down the whole Skyview Avenue or Sky Zoo Avenue before I take a stroll down Mickey Fox. What, uh, what the fuck did Mickey Fox do to you? I don't understand. Expectations, dog, and he ruined them each and every one of them, dog. Mickey Fox uh, is a nigga that wear glasses, bro. He was carrying the torch for us niggas, man. Bro, he not the only nigga that came out the block era that wore glasses, bro. Shout out to Pimp C and shout out to um, Lupe Fiasco. Two niggas who wore glasses. And Those are the two niggas that represent. Boy, I'm going Oh, on. Juicy J too, my bad. Next shout out goes to Remy Ma. She's a new host of a new show on VH1. My True Crime Story. What? In my words. No, no, no. In their words, the show will feature individuals who share their tales of criminal activity, injustice, racism at the hands of those who enforce the law. Now, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? what you think, man? What? Yeah, fuck 12 got a soul TV show? Yeah, fuck That's 12. crazy. Fuck 12 got his own TV show, man. That's if crazy. If you know anything about Remy Ma, yeah. yeah, speak to him, bro. Cheap it, man. This is going to be a beautiful thing. Exposing these grimy. Hey, the so grimy let me, let me tell you about this one time I cut this bitch face when I was down at Hunts Point. And I was, and I was, uh, but this is, um, they going against 12, right? For like being exposed yeah. to 12 and shit like yeah. that. So, yeah, let me tell you what time, man. I was just, I had a, a box of Newports and I was just selling some kid two Newports on my shit, five bones a piece. 12 come five through. Five bones for a AB, a kind of, a kind of cigarettes oh, like that's true, yeah, up there. It's so, expensive, man. Yeah, and 12 come crazy. through. Snatched the car out of my hand and beat my ass in the middle of the street. That's an episode? That's an episode. Took the ports. All right, let me read this next part to you. Mm-hmm. According to the Jasmine brand, the format is the same documentary style that true crime fans have grown accustomed to, including interviews with law enforcement, hmm, as well as friends and family of those who witnessed certain experience firsthand. So niggas are snitching? Don't interview the, the cop that beat my ass. <laughs> Don't have me across from the cop that beat my ass like it's an episode of Jerry Springer. Like, hey, Brian. Um, you, you never guess what we have here. You never guess what we have back. Officer Wilson, come out of the Remember the cop Dang. that kept you in your crib for, for three and a half months? <laughs> come on out. These stories are reported as being used as a warning for those that believe they are untouchable or above the scope of the authorities. Now, what you think about that? That's a big deal, man. We're exposing these um, snakes for what they really are. I do I do support this idea and this concept, man. Um, 
too many times we watch these shows like um live pd and uh cops and all cops, that stuff yeah, and the narrative is you see the the, the low income niggas uh, making creating some bullshit and shit like that and especially when i found out that uh for cops and live pd there's a lot of situations where they'll say hey if you escalate this situation we'll give you a waiver getting out of this situation you know play it up for um the ratings and shit like that for sure Making us look even wilder than, than shit really is. Yeah, man. Have a little bit of truth come out. I was over here minding my fucking business. 12 came harassing me. Uh, I responded and then they wild out. Like, have some real shit happen. I'm a big fan of this show and this concept, man. Hey, I'm always down for some true crime shit, especially when niggas is involved. And I guess we do a, a shout out. I listen to one episode of that shit. So let me see what. I might as well shout them out. Mm-hmm. Big shout outs to the Sisters Who Kill podcast. Yo, though. I listened to one episode of that. I listened to the Heather Matt shit. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just two shorties Discussing talking about them. black women who caught a body and shit. And it's a, like the regular uh, true um, true crime murder. It's a big deal, man. Because, like, first of all, like, we've had... Very all, popular, man. Very popular. We know- I saw a tweet, not to cut you off. I saw a tweet that said, women will watch a documentary about murder at the end of their night to wind down. <laughs> <laughs> After a long day of some bullshit, long day of being stressed out, let me watch this two part series of uh, how somebody was butchered and their body was disposed of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With a glass of wine. With a glass of wine. But yeah, uh, shout out to the Sisters Who Kill podcast. And next shout out goes to LeBron James. LeBron James? The first active NBA player to become a billionaire. A billionaire. And active, and active means still playing. Still catching the alley hoop off niggas' forehead. Mm. Still got their jersey on their body in circulation. You see it. My shit ain't motherfucking throwback, bro. This nigga has been stacking M's since 2003. And he only abandoned two teams to become a That's billionaire. It. So That's it. To it bro. A lot of niggas have abandoned whole families, man. On their way, on their path to greatness. I only left two teams. And one of the teams I did it twice. And I made sure both those teams got chips before I hey, left. Billy, yeah, How many niggas can say that? Yeah, I left my family a stack yeah. before I went to G'd off. Hey, look at fucking start Stephon Marbury. Nah. Come, it's come, not a ring between the nigga, bro. slandering Stephon Marbury, dog. Starberry ain't got it. Yeah. He got bright, a bright, shiny star, my huh? My man got chips in China. No to the Knicks, though. He got chips in China. Bro, what n- niggas in Beijing's doing? They call it ducks for a reason, bro. He ain't did shit for the Knicks, nigga. Yo, Chinese ducks is the most dangerous ducks. Well, I never <laughs> want to find out. Speak to him, bro. Nah, but no, this is like a Billy, an athlete worth a fucking Billy, man. While he's still playing. While he's still playing. This is crazy. Space Jam 2 came out like three weeks ago. Mid. Fucking. It's I, I not made for me, obviously. I, yeah, I got to get through boy, it. that shit was I'll give you. I'll give you a full three-part review on my blog. That shit was Lowe's, terrible. Low cinema uh, scores. That's going to be on his WordPress. <laughs> But no, man, um, just off his brand alone, LeBron is one of my favorite players in the NBA. It might be some old head shit to say. Who thought you'd say that, bro? I never thought he'd be what he is at now. For real. Especially that, what, 09 to 2012? Mm-hmm. I did not see how he is now coming, man. The high key is unseen. To see how he is on the court and off the court. Mm-hmm. Jordan made a billy like a couple years ago. Some shit like that. A couple years ago, Jordan just made a billy. When you think about how long Jordan Brand has been around, you fucking sure. feel me? And Le- and the LeBron Brand really began '03. 3 Ain't no LeBron Brand, nigga. He yeah. is the brand. There's <laughs> no, no team LeBron you know for real. You got a couple of niggas in the league who yeah. wear LeBrons, but it's not like niggas. Yeah. <laughs> Just got rid of some niggas, too. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle, man. But um, 
on the tip of basketball pause. Mm-hmm. There's some things I want to discuss with you. I've mm-hmm. seen a little press release that we're talking about NBA 2K22. Mm-hmm. NBA 2K revealed the next game's career mode, the city, will see a whole new bunch of features added. The focus is on the expansive role-playing mechanics, which include the chance for players to chase a side career to complement their NBA dreams. One of those side careers players will be able to choose from is a rapper. Mm. Basically, it's a hip-hop mode for mm-hmm. NBA 2K. Basketball and hip-hop go hand-in-hand. <clears throat> Rappers and ball players love crossing into each other's worlds, as we've seen with Lil Baby and, um, and James Harden. And, uh, <laughs> it's, un- <laughs> it's unclear how the hip-hop side career will play out, hopefully not in gunfire. In a new okay. game, mm-hmm. but the level of success players will have will unpack their roles in the city. I hear what you're saying. So what you think about this shit, man? I, I hear what you're saying, man. And it sounds good, but me being a fan of 2K since 2009, this sounds like you'll play a game, Drake or somebody will be at the game. After you play two more games, Drake will come to your, your, your my career apartment or whatever, and then you have an option. Do you want to play basketball with Drake? Yes or no? You click yes. Boom, you've unlocked the... the you, you sit next to uh, OVO 40. Uh, yeah. And then you'll get like a, a, a commercial or something with Drake. Boom. Then they do shit in 18 or 17. Which one had DJ? And he showed up to the studio with... With Damian Lillard, right? Yeah. And Damian Lillard was rapping. Yeah. And that one, he, the niggas told you to go to a back alleyway. And I was his door to the studio. I want to say that <laughs> Some was bullshit 18. Some bullshit like that. Yeah. The shit, they even had rappers in um, whatever 2K was that Jay-Z executive produced. I remember certain cities would have certain rappers sitting on the sidelines. Like when you played in the Wizards, Wale would be um, sitting down and shit like that. And we went to Brooklyn games, Hove would be on the sidelines. I don't think they're going to do no wild <laughs> shit for real. I know 2K. Yo, but hey. If y'all going to do it, do it. Yeah, for real. Give, for me, real. A, give me a Zebo mode. Yeah, let me let Give me, me a Sebastian Telfer mode. Let me wild out. Let me sabotage Man, for real, Let career. me really do my shit. Give me a Gilbert Arenas mode. <laughs> let me show up to practice with the bird in my Yo, backpack. Somebody gonna let, need to let me up the tool on Brooke Lopez. If y'all niggas really about it. Somebody need to remind me what huh? 2K was where your homie died in the middle of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, frequency. Frequency yeah. vibrations, homie. And I'm like, Yo, this is a very depressing. Oh, uh, what's my boy name? They keep calling him Spicy P. Toronto. What's my boy name? Uh, uh Swaggy Pascal. P? Oh, um. What's the name? Eric Pascal, some shit like nah, that. Nah, Pascal, uh, what's your name, man? Pascal, um, goddamn. V, big brain fuck. What, what my man name? Uh, Pascal Siakam. Mm. Siakam. Let me piss the whip that nigga in the park a lot after the Toronto game because it's kind of crazy. This nigga got the spicy P Monica. Uh-huh. Uh, two years after, I want to say it was. 2K19, that nigga was fucking trash. Trash, bro. All of a sudden, my man was listen. toilet juice. Yeah. Every time I pass the nigga, nigga. Pass the ball. Line drive. Nah, I'm passing the line, ball. You have a clear lane, bro. I, I'm, I'm taking two of the defenders off you. I pass it to you. You pass it to me, turnover. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's so spicy about that? Turnover. Let me piss the whip that nigga. Let me punch niggas, bro. That's all I want. That's what you want. It could be a whole hip hop. Let me just punch niggas, bro. Let, let me let that be the figure of five. Let me just smack a nigga in the back of his head. That's hey, it. It might be lit though. Um, especially since give with, me, the, give with me. the focus on next gen systems and shit like that. Bro, give me a John off the wall mode. Give me a more rock or crew. My team members are to my blessing. Oh, that's what the fuck I want. So you uh, you John Wall banging you but you banging yeah, big banging nigga. Okay, celebration. Real gang size during celebration. Whole family shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Give me a chosen the Rosen mode uh-huh. where Crips follow me in the playground and jump niggas coming out the barbershop. It's a celebration. Yeah. Let me put a rag on my nigga. It's, it, that's it. Hey, that's it. Chosen the Rosen mode. Mm. I really feel that. If you really going to incorporate into the game, incorporate. For real. Give me a mode. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what club was that with Paul Pierce when he came out the club? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You remember know what I'm speaking of? Paul Pierce. Pierce. Paul. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. He keep running them balls, goddammit. Every Pierce Paul about 19 times. We yeah, got him a Yeah. And on that note. Time for some throwbacks, man. Talk to me, man. So you know how I go. I'm going to read some off. You tell me what you want to hear first, Paul. Uh, I have Jadakiss. I have N.E.R.D. I have U.G.K., otherwise known as Underground Kings. And I have No Name, otherwise known as Underground Queen. Let's start off with No Name. <sighs> Telephone turns five years old with songs like Bye Bye Baby, Casket Pretty, Shadow Man, Reality check and all I need. No name off the drugs. No name quit the weed. Telephone delight. Love is all I need. My honey be red, black, and green. Majestic queen. This one, my homie, my homie said love. This one, my homie, my homie said love. Let's go, boy. Telephone niggas talk about it, bro. Shout out to No Name. Um, this album is a masterpiece. It really I don't is. say that lightly, man. And what what had me shook was I remember the album came out and Shorty was tweeting my brazy like, "Yo, niggas don't respect me for my music and shit like that." Last I, album. I ain't never rapping ever again. And I'm like, <laughs> Shorty, how you drop this classic for real? Be- <laughs> this motherfucker's out. This is is this album is a masterpiece. It's perfect. This album feels like a long, warm hug mm-hmm. after you find out your homie got killed. Mm-hmm. As comforting as it is, it's troubling. This mixtape sounds like a good friend. The raps are meaningful. The production is fucking gorgeous, bro. Yeah, for real. And Shorty's talking about some real life horrific shit that we go through, bro. But she says it so poetically that murders, mm-hmm. how social media is corrupting us. Uh, motherfucking insecurities, goddamn grief from handling all the fucked up shit happening around us. People making us feeling inadequate because we're black. It's black as fuck. It's bold as fuck. Shorty talking about abortions in the most. I don't even know how to put. Like, yeah. how do you even describe it? I listened to that shit. That song probably three times before mm-hmm. I had to hit your phone. Like, bro, is she talking about abortions? Yeah, it's just crazy, ain't it? Like. And um, the first time we heard, uh, or at least the first time I heard of No Name was our chances, uh, Acid Rap John. Lost. Lost. Yeah. And that verse was crazy. And I remember like, yo, whoever this is, like, I can't wait to hear that John's. Every Lucy shorty's done was dope up until the point, like, because I think it was like, how many years? We've been hearing Lucy about Telephone before Telephone three, actually dropped. Three, maybe four, three years. Three years. Um, Two, three years. Shout out to, I think, the first inception of Ghetto Sage, which was on uh, the Shadow Man track, Sa- sure. uh, Saba and Smino. That's probably my favorite track on that, John's Shadow, uh, Shadow Man. All I need, man. All I, bro. All I need is my favorite shit on that. Mm. Dog. That shit, perfect. And I like both versions. I like the shit she had on. I like SoundCloud, the, and I like the shit she had on the official. I shit, preferred man. the uh, SoundCloud version, to be honest. For sure. Um, the it's such a fucking bop, dog. Mm-hmm. That shit just makes you feel like, like good, man. Like it just makes you feel it's good. 
like even though the subject matter is very harsh when you really think about what she's talking about, mm-hmm. it just makes you feel good, man. It's jazzy. Some of it's upbeat. It's just pretty. Like uh, I won't say Monte Booker. There's a lot of productions. Yeah, man, that nigga talented as fuck. So I produce a lot of this too. Yeah. But um, it feels good. It sounds good. But there's no but. She's okay. rapping ass off. No, okay. I promise. This is a this is a good album. I love it. Oh, why you got Rory on this, John? Man, get that. F- <laughs> 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 wow, well, I, I completely forgot about that nigga, man. Yeah. Hey, Tyler Perry could take some notes for Shorty how to set a tone. Mm. Feel me? Mm. Have a message and have it actually connect, connect to some, what you're trying to say instead of being corny as fuck. Let me shit on niggas I love. All right. Well, I got Jada Kiss, Nerd, and UGK. Nerd. In Search Of turns 20 years old With songs like Things Are Getting Better, Run To The Sun, Lap Dance, Rockstar, Bobby James (laughs) 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 And Provider, man And this nigga started Provider by saying Woke up, I had the same clothes I had on last night I must have passed out Mm. This nigga spitting. Big shout out to Nerd. This is their first Johns, right? Was this the like the debut album? I think so. Yeah, I think this is the debut as Nerd. Outside of like uh, Neptune shit. Mm-hmm. Um, production on this. What? <laughs> it's the blueprint. It's the blueprint, man. Uh-huh. A lot of the shit you listen to it now, you're surprised at how modern it sounds for real. Like a lot of this sounded like ahead of its time when you think about it. When it came out, I never heard anything like it. Nothing. How do you have an album this musically eclectic, I want to say? Eclectic, yeah. But still fuck around and throw clips on this motherfucker. Yeah. That shows you how, how Virginia yeah. this these niggas this really shit, are for real. This shit was like meshing different genres that really up to that point didn't go together. Mm-hmm. And then have Pusha T talking about some cocaine. When you think about like how rock, um, how metal um, lap dance sounds... But how that shit was legitimate bop on the radio and shit like that, and you think like you hear the, the the melodies and the beats of the song, you thinking like, and this shit is coming on right after fucking um what's up, and I stay for um get a booze what's on still fly, yeah. you hear big still timers. fly big timers and a lap dance will come on right afterwards. Yep, as well, <laughs> and then it'll be Nelly, country grandma, uh-huh. and then it'll be nerd. Rockstar, yeah. yeah, that shit as well, man. I used to let this album play while I played uh, Tony Hawk, man. It's a perfect soundtrack. Yeah, it's I let the whole motherfucker just play while I'm playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, Pro Skater Three. Feel me, dog? Mm-hmm. This might be the best album as NERD. This album sounds exactly how the album cover looks. Being young, black, and experiencing something rare, bro. Mm. Because if you a new booty nigga. You don't know that when back when we was just every nigga didn't have a PlayStation. Nope. Niggas really didn't get consoles until two or three years after after, after, after this job. Yeah. This shit is fucking good, man. And just having a nigga just be all struck playing PlayStation, young as fuck, and just look at the nigga, man. You can and, and high key. If you didn't know who NERD was, and you looked at the cover, you would think it's twenty twenty one. Just by the cover. Yeah. That's exactly real. how we just still doing this shit, man. Chad and Pharrell. They created the blueprint that niggas is still living by today, man. That's a real. T- I'm looking at this. This is a real 2021 fit, Bruh. <laughs> that was my fit yesterday. <laughs> but it's just uh, stylistically geniuses, production geniuses. Mm-hmm. The songwriting was innovative. Star Trek. 
Bro, it's just all around. Like, these niggas are um, really musical guys, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that shit lightly. And it's one of those albums that, that time period, you had to live it. Straight up and down. From NERD, Star Trek, the Pharrell doing the solo shit, the mixtapes, then it going to Babe and Ice Cream and BBC, bro. Like, that six years from 20, from really to the year 2000, and then to 06, mm-hmm. 07. Shout out to um, NERD for bridging the gap for the alternative minorities, man. This was like, to me, like the peace offering. Because a lot of times you couldn't listen to the music you really wanted to listen to around your niggas, man. That's a fact. That's you, a fact. you couldn't listen to um, um, the, um, the, rocks, the rock music that you wanted to. But you could listen to NERD around your niggas. And you wouldn't be judged for it. And it was just as good. And using that, you could transition. You could sneak in a little. Yeah. A little, you know what I mean? I give you two Jada Kiss tracks and then sneak in one Fallout Boy and hopefully nobody say nothing, bro. <laughs> a little POD? <laughs> a little POD, hopefully nobody, uh, yeah, nobody, nobody talks around. Nobody around looking yeah, crazy. Yeah, All right, next I got Jada Kiss and I got UGK. Yeah, I said Jada Kiss. Let's talk about Kiss. All right, let's see what we got, boy. Jada, Jada, Jada. Kiss the game goodbye turns 20 years old. <laughs> what songs like Put Your Hands Up? Show discipline, none of y'all better knock yourself out and fuck that frail Real shit. shit. Uh, cause when my code come in, they gotta use a the scale same. that they wear the whales with. We gonna make it. Top five dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. And this is the album they were talking about. Kiss was the first nigga from LOX to drop a solo album. And I just realized mm-hmm. when this episode dropped, it's the uh the verses with Dipset and Locks. Oh shit! Yeah, so y'all niggas know we busting big gun uh, LOX, even though they're gonna lose. And you got a big you got a jam packed day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, run the episode before before the verses, nigga. <laughs> I check the numbers every night. Yeah. I want niggas to run that motherfucking episode before the verses, bro. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna be listening to the episode, bro. I want to say the verses start at 9:30 Eastern time. I think so. Hey, hey, y'all niggas know when y'all man. Jada Kiss is one of the best spitters to have ever lived. If Big didn't die, I am confident that him and Kiss would have did a collab tape together. G shit. Even though a lot of this genre sounds dated as fuck in 2021, mm-hmm. knock yourself out going until we gonna make it. It's forever gonna be fire. And he diss beans on this motherfucker. Yes. What's wild to me about this jazz is just the 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 randomness and the features and how it all flowed. This lets you know, like, yo, in 2001. Niggas was really like, yo, we didn't really understand the soundscape and how music was gonna sound, so you had to have a little bit of everything for real. You couldn't just stick to one lane. But that's what I liked about this um, Kiss album. Just as, like I said, random it was, it was still New York as fuck, man. To the core of it. You had some, like you said, knock yourself out going into We Gonna Make It. We gonna make we gonna make she, it. She let her head down and shit drop to her calf, bro. I'm not gonna let you forget the Nasty Girl song that you had with homie singing all over that track, Kiss. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a mess. They went for a debut shit. I yeah, I, I skip on to that track. I play this yeah. for my shorty, and then I can listen to what I really want to listen to. He had a track on there with 8-Ball. Uh, eight, eight ball, yeah, 8-Ball, um, Young One, and um, I forgot somebody. Was Fiend? Fiend was on that motherfucker. Like that? Uh. You got a No Limit nigga on a track. You got Young One who's from Atlanta, and then you got Eight Ball, a Memphis Ten nigga, or the track with Yonkers J. How wild does that sound for real? Does that even make sense for real? Sounds terrifying. <laughs> Sounds very terrifying, very dangerous, as it should have been, man. Show Discipline, probably my favorite mm-hmm. non single on there. 
I really enjoy that motherfucker. Jada got a gun. Yeah, Jada got a gun as a bop. Sure. Shout out to um, Swiss Beast's uh, ex-wife being on this John. Mashonda. Yeah. Singing all on this motherfucker. Um, I think this John went gold, too. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to say, yeah. It took Jada Kiss 2001 to have a debut studio album. I'll let you know how fucked up the game was. And last but not least, UGK. Riding Dirty turns 25 years old with songs like Fuck My Car, Touched, Murder, That's Why I Carry, Pinky Ring, and Diamonds and Wood. I flips down the ad, know I'm looking good. Mm-hmm. Bang a screw, nigga, diamonds up against that wood. Mm-hmm. I, I flip that down, know I'm looking good. Bang a screw down the Against that wool, talk to me, man. Big shout outs to Ryder Dirty. I think um, this was the nation's inception into UGK for real. Up until then, I think two albums before then, it was like still a regional act. It was big in the South, but they didn't really get no major hits or singles off until this John. When you, um, I had to Google this one real quick to look at it. I'm like, yeah, this is a legendary album cover. This is like, I think the he first. This is the first time I've seen the UGK logo and everything. For sure. Rest in peace, Pimp C, man. Nigga, if there was a degree for Southern rap, mm-hmm. this is the intro course. This is Dirty South 101. This is a motherfucking classic. This is the definition of legendary. From the lyrics, the beats, the style, A1, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. 25 years later, niggas are still rapping like Bum B. 25 years later, niggas are still rapping like Pimp C. Yoda. There's a very small list of artists from that era that... It even applies to me. The fact that when you look at the production credits, Pimp C has his hand in just about every track on this motherfucker album. Orchestrating, man. For real. This is like this is amazing. Yeah, fingerprints, DNA, all in that motherfucker. And this man. is the DNA for a lot of because these like ninety six, we was what uh, five, five years old. Five years old. So this is the album the old heads will listen to. Are you on the whip and shit like that? Sure. And that backseat, and, and that backseat, yeah. listening. And this yeah. is your first taste of like um, southern rap, niggas. Can mimic UGK mm-hmm. and it still sounds fresh as hell. Yeah. You can't say that about a lot of niggas, man. It's 100%. You can't say that about most niggas from 1996. <laughs> this is one of those albums that make you feel good about being from the South. 10 out of 10, rest in peace, Pimp C. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bum B's verse on murder. Some of the best rapping I've ever heard in my fucking life. Before I even knew what the word swagger was, that's Pimp C. Pimp C is one of the most stylistic, literally the definition of what it means to be a player. Mm-hmm. From the confidence to the way he arranged, his tone when he rapped, the words he using, the type of game he's spitting. Like, these niggas, is, it, it's a top five duo when it comes to rap. They built all this hype. That's how you know shit was different back then. They built all this hype in the South. No music videos, no singles. 
Niggas want hood gold. Just like that. Just like that. You can't fake the funk, man. That, fuck, shit, man. that shit is can't beautiful. Fake the funk, man. For real, for real. Speaking of albums, a few have dropped since our last episode. Bree Steves dropped, to be honest. Cookie Kawhi dropped. Vinance? 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 Like, it's V A V A N I C E. Venice? Van Ice? That's not Venice, though. Venice? Venice? Van Ice. Van Ice. Van Ice. Cookie Kawhi dropped Van Ice. Tink dropped Heat in a Moment. Whew, it's the next one. Fulio dropped Love Me Like I'm Dead. Ooh, don't, <laughs> don't say why that. You, why are you speaking this shit to us? This is Don't speak like that. Why? Don't do that. I fucks with you, Fulio. Yeah, don't, don't, I ain't say all that either. I fucks with the, I fucks with the yeah, young boy, man. I, I fuck with everybody. I fuck with everybody. Though. I fuck with everybody. He's a part of a. Uh, <laughs> I, I fuck all little niggas, man. Uh, so Fari drop. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, Skepta drop all in. Tusi drop. Thank you for believing. ESTG drop bigger than life or death. Young Blue drop Moon Boy. Child drop hope for sale. Ransom drop heavy as the head. Busy Banks drop some energy. And I listened to like three, three or four songs of that joint. Mm-hmm. The energy's there. He kept, he kept the same energy. Off the <laughs> shit, you know, Pop Smoke shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept the same energy, bro. Dave drop We're All Alone. We're All Alone in This Together. BJ the Chicago Kid dropped 4 a.m. Childish Major dropped Thank You God for It All. Leon Bridges dropped Gold Digger Sounds. That's lit. Ebony dropped Good Dick and Weed. <laughs> <laughs> Dave East and Harry Fry dropped Hoffa. Young Dolph dropped Paper about Illuminati. And Isaiah Rashad dropped The House is Motherfucking Burning. Finally, we're after five motherfuckers. Years. Mm. Speak to me, man. Paint me some pictures, bro. I peeped. Um, we know what you peeped, nigga. Just start talking. <laughs> the house is burning, nigga. Paint me a picture, bro. <laughs> 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 Speak to me, man. Finally. Say, why if you did good, boy? Proud of you, young boy. I peeped this, John's man. Um, young boy, we all the same age. Yeah, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to like <laughs> a young boy. Hey, hey. Copper squat. Yeah, copper squat. Copper yeah. squat, yeah. yeah, yeah Indian me, style. Let me rap to you real quick. But um, I peeped this John's with, like, I peeped it raw. I told Twy, um, I didn't listen to any singles. I ain't peeped no freestyles. I ain't peeped nothing in anticipation of this album. So the entire uh, the entire time, I, like, it's basically the first time I heard any song on there, for real. You know that Twister song that they play at the end of movies? And I'm hopeful, hopeful, hopeful for someday. And yeah. music and music. Yeah. And I hope you find a Ta- way. Uh, Nigga, hopeful, hopeful. Please stay alive. <laughs> and then that's when you. I, I pray. <laughs> and then you get the uh, you get the um, the caption that says, "Like, yo, what's going on?" Yeah, Jamal got killed two weeks yeah. later. Let's just say Zaywalk finally put the drugs down. And started chasing his dreams. Okay, uh, Isaiah Rashad. He finally started that class. He started college. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. That's what this album sounds like, man. Um, The freeze frame. The freeze frame of it, for real. Comparing this to Sylvia Demo and The Sun's Tirade, I feel like both those are perfect albums that indicate my mind state at the same time when both those are dropping, for real. You can hear... That was your Harry Kushi. Yeah, that was my Hey Coochie. These was my landmarks. Right. Um, Sylvia Demo dropped. I wasn't in the best space. 
I had a lot of anguish going on A lot of it self-inflicted And a lot of the themes of the, um, of the songs going on Reflected exactly what I was going through Holy shit The same thing when um, Holy shit You're 100% right I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. Where I was at in my life With Sylvia Domo Drive yeah. And same thing with Sun's Tirade Sun's Tirade Holy The same shit. thing I was, Sun's Tirade To me Just like how Sun's Tirade It gets what a little What the fuck? Hold on, keep talking man keep talking. It gets a little muddled In the end But it's still a bop Like that was me Like I was dragging myself Through life Shit ain't make sense for real I was fucked up You can tell I was under the influence Of a lot of things Just like when the Sun's Tirade dropped man The Sun's Tirade Has a five year Anniversary next month See what I mean? Yeah, so it dropped what? Um, September 2016, yeah. I was also down bad back then, man. And you can hear throughout the themes of the album, like, bro, niggas in Sunset Ray, like, yo, niggas fuck with you, what are you doing? Why are you gone? Shit like that. It's the same energy I had back then. Like, nigga, where the fuck did you go? You disappeared off the face of the fucking earth, you feel me? I'm in such a better place, and you can tell that Zay is too. And you hear that theme throughout the entire album, man. Even the depressive bops, there's... Silas at the end of them, man. There's hope at the end of them. Mm-hmm. The regular bops that you look for Zaywap is still growth in these motherfuckers, but at the same time, there's still room for mistakes, and that's the theme of this entire John. And a lot of clarity with it. on it. Yes, a lot of clarity, a lot of a lot of acceptance for real. Like and acceptance goes a long motherfucker. For real, way, for real. Man. Especially when you take accountability that a lot of the um, bullshit you went through was through the works of your own hands. And like I always say on this podcast, accept who you are. Your life becomes better overnight once you accept there's nothing wrong with you. You are just a person. Mm-hmm. Once you start living and breathing by that, you see how I act. I'm not the most well-adjusted nigga on earth, but yeah. I accept who I am. And right. I use my strengths to knock niggas over the fucking head with my shit, whether that be physically or metaphorically. Yes. Okay. But but, it, but but that's my strength. You feel me? Like, I know that I'm, I'm a flawed nigga, uh-huh. but guess what? What? I'm going to do my shit. And that's what niggas need. Like the day I remember the day I accepted, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm a nigga. I'm a human, just like everybody else. Let me be that, and let me grow and be the best nigga I can be. Mm. And that's why I feel like this album is for real, for real. And being the best nigga he can be. Um, paint a picture. This album sounds like it's a Monday morning, and they're introducing a new kid at school. Mm-hmm. He's sitting next to you in math class. You're chopping up with him. He seemed cool as hell. Yeah. Y'all like the same music. Y'all like the same bitches. Y'all dress the same. Y'all joke the same. This nigga's a wop lit. Mm-hmm. By Wednesday, y'all can't folk now. You talking to him about where he come from. He's telling you, you know, what his life been up to this point. Yeah. Saying how it feels good to be living, with, you know, free without restrictions and shit. And you ask him what you mean. And you say, yeah, I spent the last two years in juvenile. He said, okay, bro. Wednesday turned into Friday, bro. We need to get up this weekend, yada, yada, yada. You're like, yeah, I'm still helping the fam, man. Mm-hmm. Unload boxes and yada yada, but we can get up sometime next week. I'm like, cool, cool, bro. I'll see you on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Sunday come, you and my dudes go to church, you bored, losing interest, and then you hear how they're introducing the new pastor to the church. And you see Zaywap standing there. Hey, what the hell? And you're like, damn, nigga, you live a while like this and you know better? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this album sounds like. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the wildest type of nigga. Mm-hmm. But you like he I know the, you know better, yeah. and you telling me how you know better. I know, know the consequences of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, I'm a pastor. You know, especially you. You know, like man. some of the wildest nigga ever in my life are pastors' kids. Yeah, for real. And if there's one album that sound like this nigga's father's a pastor, this motherfucking album. Bro. I got a point to prove. It's been five years. This nigga slow cooked a masterpiece. This nigga Zaywap didn't miss a step. Mm. 
Tops on this album, I love um, R.I.P. Young, yeah. Hey Mister from the Garden, Claymore, Lay Witcher, and the house was burning. I like that. You don't like the freestyle? That shit was good. I just like the ball. The way you suck a dick, you get a B plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a B plus. Man, that nigga talking this shit on yeah, here, bro. you talking shit. Um, shout out to um, not losing your fucking sound, man. Yeah. But not sounding dated, too. Like, niggas be like, yo, we want that new shit, but it sound like the old shit, so it's not new no more. But the new shit sound uh, like old, old shit, shit, but it's still new. It sounds it sound incredible. He got better. He really did he really get better. Did, man. That song, I like, you was telling me that you wasn't really feeling from the garden. Mm-hmm. From the garden is so motherfucking hard, nigga. Is it? That nigga was fucking snapping on that shit. Which one is from the garden? That the one with uh, Uzi. Mm. Yeah, man. Dark Side, even starting the album off. Mm. Fuck with that HB uh, to you at the end. And then that fucking. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. I was telling Twy, um, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons I don't like the streaming age because there's no more surprises. I can imagine getting that physical, listening to the house is burning like in the whip or some shit like that, getting to the end of the track, that long ass pause in the middle, and then hearing more music. Well, yeah, that sure. shit is beautiful. Like there's, there's surprises. There's no more surprises with streaming. You know exactly how long these tracks is and shit like that. Features but, on there were incredible. Yeah. Black did his motherfucking thing. Mm-hmm. Shmino snap. Shmino, Shmino snap. On Claymore, he did his thing. Shout out to Duke Deuce being as Memphis as you want to be on a yeah. fucking track. With uh, the, the still with the Damn. greatest ad lib. My boy name, uh, Carl Carl Banks. Mm-hmm. That nigga snap on the production, man. Mm-hmm. That Deuce nigga, thing. that nigga's bro. Some of the samples and shit, and some of the beats, <sighs> icing on a fucking cake, bro. I'm impressed. I've been waiting five years for this nigga to drop me. He did not disappoint. Shout out to you. Um, a couple artists dope too. Cover artist indeed dope. He always has good cover art, right? Really. But I really fuck with uh, TDE did something, mm-hmm. and they actually did something good. And we hope that this is not the only TDE album yeah. in 2021. I wish there were um, more TDE uh, features on this besides J Rock. Out uh-huh. of I, 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 I need me. They should have had that motherfucking um, Schoolboy Q track on there. Well, I don't want. That was I, don't so I could think of like three different places I could have sequenced running into that motherfucking yeah. album. Maybe, I don't know if it was a simple a sample issue with Deluxe. I, I doubt it. Yeah, still, still always want to drop yeah, albums. Yeah. How the fuck get a Deluxe? Deluxe. Yeah, right? I'm still waiting on Nation. Transition. Bird talk. Bird talk. Take one. Sweetie. Uh-huh. I'm gonna read it to you how I read it myself. Man. Sweetie. Sweetie, known for her obscure food combinations such as putting ranch on her spaghetti. Sweetie is next in line to receive her own McDonald's celebrity meal. <laughs> the Sweetie meal will be rolled out at the gar- at the Golden Arches starting August 9th, twenty twenty one. So the Sweetie meals will consist of a Big Mac, four piece uh, chicken nugget, medium fry, medium Sprite with tangy barbecue. And sweetie and sour sauces on the side of your dipping desires. Fans are encouraged to remix "quote unquote" meals by throwing f- fries on the Big Mac burgers and shit. So before I say my thoughts on it, what you gotta say, bro? Talk to me, man. Yo, they got spaghetti on that Big Mac. <laughs> tell, tell me how you about to get gout. Yo, for real, this is the most nut ass shit ever, man. This makes a lot more sense. I was oh, wondering, it's genius. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was wondering why um, I started seeing all these memes of how Sweetie does it, yeah. and one straight bullshit, straight bullshit. Niggas was putting ketchup on top of the bunny shit, <laughs> and I didn't. Get- <laughs> 
I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, if I open that motherfucking container, see the ketchup on top of the bottom. What? I, hey, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Park on my car, bro. You go inside. I'm going inside. I'm going inside. Hey, hey, big man, trust me. You don't have to move. Let me talk to the cut that made this bullshit. Yeah, man. but now nah, it seem like weird-ass combinations like chicken nuggets on top of fries and shit like that. Ketchup on top of everything, bro. Ketchup, yeah, um... I think the site um, it said any don't forget any condiment could be a topic as well. I saw that shit. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? One thing I will say on Joe's side, sweetie and sour sauce need to become a real thing that yeah, she really needs to sell. That's she real really lit. need to sell that sweetie for sweetie and sour sauce. And she need to figure out how to make a sweetie and sweat sauce. A sweetie sauce. A sweetie sauce. A sweetie sauce. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's real. That's, that's genius. This is lit, though, man. This is a good look for Shorty, man. Especially, um, it's funny after Saweetie and Quavo broke up, fifty percent of the population was yeah, um, Quavo's gonna fade into obscurity without Saweetie, and the other fifty percent said yeah, Saweetie's gonna shit on her. Yeah, yeah everything Qu- Quavo does, yeah, shit on her. He's yeah. shitting on her. She's lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, this is lit, man. Weirdos, bro. Let both these people get their bags, yo. I, I ain't say all that. No, I'm saying she got a metal that. bag. You do, uh, you do what you, nah, with that what you want. No, 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 sir. We talking about a breakup here, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck all that. You prosper, I prosper type shit. Still spiteful. Still petty, man. Okay. If I was Quavo, if this shit dropped August 9th, mm-hmm. by August 10th, there's going to be a, a few curious cases of food poisoning hitting the be news. Be the saying? On CNN. <laughs> In well-placed communities across the United States, there's gonna be some links of food poisoning and sweetie milk. You feel what I'm saying? Only with the sweetie milk. Nigga, I'm sending the one thing they had in common. I'm sending vegan protesters, mm-hmm. and I'm joining forces with the pita. Yeah, sweetie milk use extra burger meat. Yeah, it's like, they nigga, kill two cows for a sweetie burger. <laughs> if y'all want to be real, mm-hmm. it's not even real beef. It's not. I know possum meat when I oh see it, nigga. God. You gotta say some. That's endang- what you feeding y'all possum meat. You gotta say some endangered That's shit. That's what she. Uh, what's endangered? Hold on, let me see. Hey Siri, what mammal is endangered? Okay, I found this on the web for what mammal is endangered. Check it out. The Mexican gray wolf. <laughs> hey, sweetie, feeding y'all Mexican gray wolf and y'all to y'all kids. And there's only two thousand of them motherfuckers saying, white, left. White rhinos and shit. Uh, the Pacific walrus. Try to put a Pacific Wal- Walrus and these nuggets. nuggets and these motherfucking nuggets. <laughs> and feeding to y'all kids, y'all stand a fan. Mm. I would never. All you need is a little bit of straightening. I love, I love, I love my motherfucking animals, nigga. And how the fuck she gonna drop a happy meal when she left me miserable? That <laughs> uh, shit compute to y'all. Mm. That's what she feeding y'all kids happy meals, and she leaving me fucked up like this. Fucked up. And what the fuck, Ronald? That, huh? That's how you got this motherfucking meal. You fucking that nigga. Oh, you shit. fucking Ronald yeah, McDonald, huh? You fucking wrong with that bitch? Not like the cries of a hurt nigga. Screaming, dog. How she yeah. even do this? How she do this with all that? How she do this with I'm over here fucking miserable with this bitch at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> can't even yeah. breathe. Can't even eat right now. You <laughs> just got a whole movie, yeah, a whole, whole meal after. Like, about, man. Man, fuck. Yo, I do like the fact that it comes with a Sprite automatically, though. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's a big move. Hey. Ain't nothing like a Chris McDonald's Sprite. Hey, that's one box To bury your whole fucking esophagus in the water. one box check, man. And um, I feel like they dropped the ball. They should have had the. They should have had a uh, designated mixed sweetie meal mm-hmm. for the super nut shit. Oh shit! You know I'm saying that should have had like a designated or like whatever they doing. A sandwich should be a mixed sweetie. A mixed sweetie. Yeah. Put fucking Doritos on a on a bun. Dorito dust. Dorito dust. Uh, spray some ranch on, on a, that motherfucker. 
No, what we do is we get a, we get a, a chicken patty, coat that bitch with Dorito dust <laughs> or Taki dust. <laughs> yeah, get a chicken patty. That's fucking nasty. Coat a, uh, yeah, coat a chicken That's patty so and Taki dust. Nasty. Deep fry that motherfucker. Throw three nuggets on top. And man, man, fat. Who gives a fuck about McDonald's? You know what? Uh-huh. My name is Quavius, nigga. Yeah. And I got my own motherfucking endorsement, nigga. Yeah. I'm linking up with Burger King and British Knights, nigga. <laughs> Real motherfucking BK. And we dropping that have your way slogan. And I was that way. That nigga did have a Popeye's meal during the quarantine. That way. However that you way. want it. That, that way. way. Fuck, nigga. That way. I got BK niggas sitting outside of every Mickey D's in California, bro. Yeah. If we if we're checking receipts, nigga. If my if nigga if we see a if nigga if we see a quarter pounder with glitter on it, yeah. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, partner, pass me your receipt. What you got in there? You better the, be two McChickens. Lift the bun. Lift the bun. Lift the bun. Lift the bun up. Let's catch up on this motherfucker. I'm not playing with you, nigga. Lift the bun. Let me see a, a motherfucking snowflake stick on any yeah. anything in your meal, nigga. Lift the bun, nigga. That way. Did they season these fries with ramen noodle seasoning? <laughs> it's all, it's all. I ain't playing with you, nigga, bro. That's what I would do if I was Quavo. If he was Quavo, yeah. Quavius. Be a lot of food poisoning all across America. Quavius Migostein. We said what? Quavius Migostein. 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 Yo, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Hebrew Israelite might be the wildest version of a Hebrew Israelite. Let me talk to you about black guy, shorty. Transition, man. We're gonna, we're gonna move. On. We're gonna move on to the pregame, man. Pregame. All right. So this pregame segment, bro. If your fucking so foot accident. hit my shit one more time, I promise you, I'll make a mix. It was a small accident. I'll turn you to an icy boy. Playing, playing with me, nigga. It was a little accident. Them toes gonna lose all their warmth <laughs> if you fuck with me, Donald. I swear to God, let that toe hit me one more time. It was a small accident. Pregaming. Pregaming. This segment is called Terrible Twice. Yeah. So. Because of some scheduling conflict, we didn't drop an episode last week. Yeah. In that time, I've had a few people uh, hit me up saying that they really appreciate some of my takes on life and my perspective on where I'm at in life. And basically, just saying, like, my me being retrospective is helping them figure out really where they at, making them, like, kind of making them, uh, what's one nigga said? Uh, I can't remember which, which, which pregame he said, but he said, Listen to the pregame and was like a nudge. He, the nudge he needed to walk forward. Yeah, that he that he had to realize he was being stagnant. And I appreciate those words. But at the end of the day, like I always say, I'm not a noble man. I'm not a philosopher. None of that shit. I'm just a nigga that's fucked up a lot. And I feel like it's my purpose in life to tell people how I fucked up and how terrible I felt to prevent people from being fucked up and feeling as bad as I felt. Mm-hmm. That's really how I feel about my life and my experiences. I feel like I'm blessed. To even still be alive because I can help somebody not be as fucked up as I was. You know I'm saying not to do something terrible to themselves or someone who don't deserve it. To where they live with that guilt and that grief and um, regret and what shit, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking about feelings, right? <clears throat> you feel good, you feel bad, you feel amazing, you feel terrible and shit, right? There's yeah. a difference. Terrible is one of those words that's so commonplace now. It loses its meaning like amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Something when something's amazing, it's supposed to be the pinnacle. Yeah. Like the word "amazing" is supposed to be the most, the most, uh, yeah, the top, right? This is amazing. But, but we use it like, oh shit, that's just amazing. Like, it's okay, regular shit. Like, oh, it's that's amazing. amazing right? So it loses its meaning. Mm-hmm. Same thing with terrible. 
the word terrible is used so often, it doesn't have the same meaning. Like the word terrible, terror, mm-hmm. horror, horrific, traumatizing, terrible. So I'm going to ask you, what does terrible mean to you? Terrible's not that bad, man. Right? <laughs> terrible, like I could get through terrible, man. I've had a terrible day. I've 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 ran through terrible boxes. And I mean, I've been in terrible situations. It's not that bad. It's um, no, uh, the gravity of the word and reflecting on actual situations. Because I have terrible situations I forgot about. But even you using that definition, mm-hmm. aren't you taking away the gravity of that word? Yeah, and then you using so yeah. it has no gravity at that point. Yeah. So if terrible just means, eh, what is terrible? Keeping into the theme of uh, living a profane lifestyle, shit's fucked up. Like damn, shit's fucked up, bro. I had a fucked up day Or I'm going through A fucked up situation Right now man Like yo The whole thing was fucked up It wasn't terrible Shit was fucked up That means like Yo this is something I'm going to remember <laughs> <laughs> This is this is like Those landmarks We'll be creating in life This is something that's, That has a significant Enough impact I'm not going to put myself In a situation To be fucked up again Like I could be In a terrible relationship man But I'm still going to Fuck around Mess with a shorty like her I'm in a fucked up relationship Hey if I see shorty Clean up yeah. I might go back yeah, I might go back You know <laughs> Like she wasn't that fun. Hey, she was she was terrible, man. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah, it's different. Terrible. terrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be part two of my takeaways from the Midnight Miracle episode. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the episode, uh, which it was a again, it was an amazing episode. Kevin Hart, Bill Burr, John Stewart, they all speaking. Yeah. And um towards the end they were speaking on the latter life of Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor, right? Richard Pryor and really talking about his legacy even before he went and how Dave Chappelle witnessed what he saw as true love for an artist, true Mm -hmm. admiration, Mm -hmm. true flowers, experiencing somebody for who they are and what they've done and their contribution to other people's lives and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then he ends the episode by saying, we go through terrible things, whether we're creatives or regular people or whatever going on. As human beings, shit's fucked up, like you said. We go through terrible things, and he answers by saying, my hero felt so bad about himself that he lit himself on fire. Mm. So keep going. What does that mean to you? Watching somebody that you love, but like you don't really know for real. Like In this case, he used the word hero. A lot of times, we don't know our heroes. We have a projected image of them. A lot of our insecurities that we have, it's not displayed on our heroes. A lot of the pains and the traumas we endure, we try not to project on our heroes. It's like the um, exact opposite of us. For everything I fear, everything I'm afraid of, everything I can't carry, my hero can't. My hero can. My hero is a role model. My hero is somebody I look up to. Somebody in a time of need. That's what you need a hero for, right? To save me in my time of need. So when you see somebody that you hold in such high regard and realize this nigga bleed just like how I bleed. At one moment in this nigga's life, shit was so fucked up for me. Not terrible, shit was so fucked up. I would rather be on fire, be in agony, to deal with another moment of living on earth. Whether drugs involved or not, the idea crossed my mind that, yo, the shit I feel on the inside and the emptiness or the deadness that I feel, I got to do some nut-ass shit like this to get some sort of feeling or to end all feelings, you feel me? Either or. And that gravity that weighs on you because this is your fucking hero. I could feel that sense of... Not disappointment, but like sort of innocence leaving, you feel me? Like that's another growing moment for you. Realizing like, yo, niggas that you hold in such high regard, niggas that you hold in high esteem is just regular niggas like you. I feel that terrible is a terrible feeling in itself. Mm -hmm. 
as I become an older, I become an adult. And we were talking about this, what, two or three weeks ago with the whole um, conservatorship. Conservatorship? With, conservatorship with Britney Spears. Yeah. We're 30 years old, and we're looking at, you know, the whole meme is 07 Britney. Shorty shaving her head, swinging around that uh, umbrella. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, like, bro, my hero felt so bad that she shaved her head and went mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Went had fucking a public up. meltdown. Yeah. Flip side, another singer, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. The king of pop. At one point, a lot of points in history, he was the most popular nigga on planet Earth. Yeah. My hero felt so bad that he completely mutilated himself and destroyed his self-image. Mm-hmm. Kanye West. Yeah. This nigga's mom died. Meltdown after meltdown. Public meltdown. Public issues. We watch this nigga cry on stage. Mm-hmm. You think about these different views of being a creative, being an entertainer, and you see how many people still go towards that. Mm-hmm. It's like being on a um, I got on a pirate ship mm-hmm. and you walk in the plane <clears throat> and you see that your hero just mm-hmm. jumped into a pool of sharks and you still walking that's by the, choice. That's the cost of doing business. My hero is a hero for a reason, meaning the things that my hero's done in life I also want to do. You feel me? So even though I see what happens when you fall off the mountaintop, I also see his rise to the top and everything that he experienced, and I want to go through that as well. I feel like... I want to go through being like... I want to go through feeling terrible. I want to go through what I perceive as heaven for real, because in your head, in your perspective, these are good problems. You feel me? Like, he doesn't know how to handle it. Like, yo, I want to be blessed. I want to be touched with all this opulence and everything that he experienced. You don't see the depression. You don't see the loneliness. You don't see the backstabbing. You don't see watching somebody that's being your main man for the longest become an op for real, for real. You don't see um, all the treacherous aspects of this road. You just see... The good part, for real. And that's a part of being your hero, man. And then you say, that'll never be me. That can't be me, man, Like, because I'm straight right now. Not knowing, um, let's say you do get to that level where you're touching a whole bunch of bread and, and things of that nature. That money will magnify the pain that you're going through. Like, the breakdowns that Kanye West go through and shit like that, that shit is publicly televised because the nigga is famous. You go down a certain intersection Whatever hood you from, you can see a same manic depressive person give you the exact same speech. Word for fucking word. And that nigga was the man in the 80s. Yeah, but nobody cares. You feel me? That's the difference, man. You got the light around you. You feel me? You know, you saying that can't be me because yada, 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 such and such. It can't be you. You can't be anybody. The same way anybody can be touched, anybody can be broken, man. You think it's wise to choose a profane lifestyle? Uh, I think so. You think that's wise? And I do think so. I think living a profane lifestyle allows you to build up calluses to the reality of life as opposed to being innocent. Because when you live a profane lifestyle, at the end of the day, you can't be surprised by some fucked up shit. Life is fucked up. The first time you got your heart broke is different from the last time you got your heart broke. Unless the last time was the first time. You feel me? But you know how to handle shit. You know how to navigate shit. So I don't see a problem with living a profane lifestyle as long as you can. You say that because you survive. Mm. It breaks a lot of people. Yeah. But it makes a lot of niggas strong as well. I'd rather be I'd rather be able to defend myself. From I don't know text. if uh, survival of the fittest applies to the scenario. You don't think so? Fuck no, man. Mm. Do I want my nephew to go through that? Do I want my niece to go through that? Life is fucked up. Fucked up shit happens in life. Not if you choose it. What you mean? So in these scenarios, you're choosing a profane lifestyle. Mm. Nobody's telling you to be an entertainer. Nobody's telling you to be a singer, rapper, ball player, whatever. You're choosing these avenues and you're choosing to do them in a certain way. Mm. 
Look at uh, Martin Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Lawrence was at the top of his game. He was the most famous comedian at one time. Yeah. The trade-off between being the most famous and the most uh, heralded mm-hmm. comes with living a profane lifestyle yeah. that he chose. And you saw what I led up to. Mm-hmm. And you see the certain things that he's still living with and dealing with to this day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth it. That's a different level of profanity because it is associated with fame and pressures that regular niggas is not used to, man. Right. But I feel like... But mm-hmm. what? Hubris in that. Mm-hmm. You said it's not what? It's not regular niggas. Mm-hmm. We're all regular niggas. But we all don't live... We're we all regular niggas until fucked up shit happens. Not just fucked up shit, but we all don't live because... Um, we all don't live that lifestyle that comes with all those pressures and money and things of that nature. I and feel like, I'm if saying, anything, it will be more beneficial to be profane at, at a level that we are now than it is to be at a level of superstardom. What I'm saying is that everything feels so good because you're doing so good. Mm-hmm. So you think you're untouchable. You think you do anything. Motherfuckers break. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. go through uh, meltdowns. So it's like you think so highly of yourself and you think that um, I'm a superstar. I'm the greatest thing on earth. Mm-hmm. I can do anything, and then you succumb to the shit that regular people succumb to. Yeah, no. it's too much for you. So I'm thinking in terms of like Dave Chappelle, right? He lived a profane lifestyle until a certain point, mm. and he walked away from the profane lifestyle. He was living a profane lifestyle in the way that he carried his comedy, the way he talked about race, the way he talked about uh, police brutality, his social economic views on shit, yeah, how how it is living in the hood, being black, yada 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 yada. Mm. Until it got to a point where the way he was conducting his comedy caused a conflict while people were receiving it, and it made him uncomfortable. And he chose to do what? He went to a different. He went into isolation, man. He separated himself. Right. He separated himself. He felt terrible about how things were going, and even though the worse things were going, into how he felt, the more advantageous and beneficial it was looking. Niggas was throwing fifty million dollars at him, and he didn't choose to live profane anymore. Or at least their level of profane. He didn't want to live profane no, on their by terms. No, by his terms. Yeah, on his terms. Because like what he was doing up to that point, it wasn't like niggas put a gun to his head and told him to do that. It was just the way that it was being received. Mm-hmm. So he said, even though I'm doing things the way I want to do it, how I'm doing it is making me feel terrible. So what do you do? You let that shit go. By choice. I think you have to care. Um, if you don't care how your message is being received, things of that nature... I'd rather live a profane lifestyle just from my life experience and things that I've experienced, just based on personal experience in a non-profane one. Because I think about just certain trials and tribulations that I went through, and I don't think I would be able to achieve a level of success without a little profanity involved for real. To feel terrible, bro. And the magnitude of both sides. Dave Chappelle says to Richard Pryor, my hero felt so bad that he lit himself on fire. Mm. And for me, my hero felt so bad that he walked away from $50 million. Mm. And that's all I got. Transit song? Meat and Potato Time, episode 122, Grief, Earl Sweatshirt version. And I'm going to pass it off to my boy. What you Yo, got? duh. For episode 122. 222. She see them 22s. 22s. We're talking about Grief, Earl Sweatshirt's version, and we will be discussing isolation, the gift, and the curse. It's 2021. I think a majority, well, not a majority, everybody who the fuck is listening to this podcast 2020 went through a period of motherfucking isolation. Talk about it. Niggas was by themselves for real, for real. For the first time in a lot of people's lives, 
you were disconnected from what makes us human. But for a lot more niggas, 2020 was just routine. Nigga, I've been doing this for a while, boy. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been isolated. Yeah. I've been isolated. Cooking so, up. So to start this off, man, um, before going through the great isolation of 2020, what were your bouts of isolation? Like anything recent? Were you in isolation before 2020? Before quarantine? 2019, I was in isolation. To so much point, I thought 2020 was going to be my like grand opening. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you got the blossom out yeah, here. You're full bloom. I don't know if you remember. I can't remember what episode I was, but I was saying like towards the end of 2019, early 2020, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I've been cooped up in the crib, even though I was uh, working hard and. Yada yada Being disconnected I'm ready like 2020 I want to start dating I want to be out And about again I want to get a little mixy mm-hmm. Just for a motherfucking pandemic To keep a nigga back in the crib Yeah inside the crib Yeah Alright keeping up with that theme I figured So um, Not to cut you off mm-hmm. But my lifestyle really didn't change 2019 going into 2020. 2020 And I've noticed that was uh, That was basically the definition For a lot of niggas A lot of niggas Found so much relief because it's like, yo, all these social pressures and things that they felt they were going through, they didn't have to deal with it. You didn't have to have contact with anybody during the entire pandemic. And then you got the few who, what's the word? You're a people person. You're extrovert. You thrive on contact. This is your lifeblood. This is your source. And now you got somebody telling you, hey, my nigga, this contact could kill you. For sure. So be it the crib. And it's killing. And it's killing. It's, it's killing and niggas. It can't kill you and it's killing niggas. And it's killing. And it's, um, what's the word? Indiscriminately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I tell you anybody can get it. Anybody E-B-K. can get it. Yeah. I remember uh, when this shit first came out, niggas would say black people can't get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, look at the map. Yeah. It's right everywhere, everywhere except Africa. Yeah. We good. We good. Yeah, man. That shit swept through, too. I figured we break up. <laughs> that shit nuts, man. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny, it's man. It's not funny, but it's funny. I figure we'll break down isolation first with the curse and the negative aspects. One thing I don't want niggas to confuse um, solitude with isolation. You feel me? Solitude, I think, is a good thing. But solitude is just literally the state of being alone. It's a choice. Like, I choose to be by yourself. You know what I mean, I choose to separate myself from others. Isolation is the lack of social relationships or emotional support. It's not that it's a choice. You have no other option but to be by yourself. You feel me? Say that again? Isolation is the lack of social relationships and emotional support. So isolation... Even if you wanted to turn to somebody, you can't. You isolated yourself from everybody. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I thought the opposite. Solitude is cool. I thought thought solitude was... You had no choice but to be alone. Mm. Solitude is choice. Like when Jesus went into solitude in the desert, he's like, yeah, I'm just chilling. I about. wonder if prisons know that. Because that solitude confinement shit. Yeah, so I'm saying. like a motherfucker yeah, choice to me. Like, <laughs> they're choosing it for you. <laughs> so isolation is to be alone without recourse. Mm. I'm listening. So I figured with isolation, a lot of niggas experience it. Two types of ways. We got social isolation and we have emotional isolation. You got niggas who are good at one. You got niggas who are good at both. Um, To break it down, social isolation, like we've spoken on before, that's the absence of social relationships. There's nothing going on in your life. Emotional isolation is when you're unwilling to share emotions or continue an emotional um an emotional path, like a, an emotional projection with somebody. It's just walls and shit like that. So you could still be sort of a social butterfly. You could still be around niggas. Superficial. It's, it's all superficial. Level. Boom. It's it's everything is surface level. level. 
I'm not getting deep with nobody. Right, 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 right. Both these, um, speaking of social and emotional, which one do you think you're more privy to? Oh, social. Social? Yeah. There is no relationships at all. You're dead at everything. There's no contact with nobody for real. When you choose to isolate yourself. For sure. That's the one. Because with that one, mm-hmm. the other one is included. Yeah, G shit. Yeah. What do you think were major symptoms when you started to notice the negativity associated with isolation? How uncomfortable I felt having to deal with people. When you actually had to have contact yeah. with people? I felt like, felt like I was allergic to people. Mm. Annoyed, man. Why is this motherfucker? Bruh. Just a thought, a small talk, just a thought of having a conversation. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to speak to you. I Honestly, I, I definitely still, um, I'm not going to say I struggle with it. But I do catch myself because, like, at my job, some people just be thinking stuff about me because I don't want to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to anybody because I got the job after I went into solitude 2019 mm-hmm. and right before COVID. It turned into isolation. Early of next year. And I'd be at work and motherfuckers just be, like, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> this one time I felt so bad. This poor lady. <laughs> she started talking to me. And I think I I don't, know, I don't know what I was doing, but I must have like physically like showed that like I didn't want to speak. Mm-hmm. And she asked me like, "Are you okay? Like, oh, like you never you never want to talk to anybody." I'm like, I, I had to tell her I'm a quiet person. Yeah, the- biggest lie. <laughs> it's just I don't want I don't want to speak to you. I don't see any meaningful um, interaction coming from us talking about the fucking Braves or the Hawks or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Hey, I work with you today, find out tomorrow in the email that you don't work no more and I replace your name in the system. I, feel that. I could leave work, never see you again, and it doesn't impact my life at all. So it's like, that's not a right way to think about dealing with people, but I don't see the, I don't see the, the purpose of even interacting with people that like there's no, no, no impact in your life. There's, it's no, like, it's what, just names on a, to be nice. Yeah, I feel that. So that's a negative part of um, being socially isolated. I'm someone who definitely I was I was doing this isolation shit way before the pandemic, man. It wasn't even solitude; it was isolation. I always preferred my own company. Um, I always preferred my own advice. A nigga gets to talking to himself in a second, for real, for real, in his head. None of it positive, for real, unless it came down to um, some fly shit or some bitches. But like, man. So I'd hype myself up when it came to bitches. I hyped myself up when it came to fuck shit. But when it came to real shit, I was my biggest enemy. For real, for real. I would say um, I had to come to terms with dealing with isolation 2020 when it really became like, this is it. You have no choice. Like, there's no other recourse. That's when I became, like, when when it was sort of taken away from me. Like, everybody had to isolate themselves as well. And that's when I started realizing, like, even in isolation, I was never fully in isolation. I mean, I may have if had... wanted to pop out, we popped out. Man. Yeah, you feel me? It was never... Okay, yeah. And we did pop out. We've yeah. had our spurts where we would just wild the fuck out. Usually two or three times a month. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way we have social batteries and they drain quick. We've had anti-social batteries, too. Yeah, yeah they fill up. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's go yeah. do something social gotta, real quick. I gotta go do my shit real quick, man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But one of my favorite forms of isolation was emotional isolation. My personality, I have a very... A magnetic personality I know a lot of niggas A lot of niggas Like to be around me A lot of niggas Is cool with me But when you get To the nitty gritty A lot of niggas Can tell you A lot about me For real Except the shit That I allow you to know You don't know um, Anything past the surface level That's why when Somebody like Twy gets around And then he'll say something I get out the bag And nigga will look at you And be like Brian no 
not knowing, like, yeah, this nigga really doesn't give a fuck about nothing that's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like that's that's how we're opposites. Mm-hmm. You would just go, hey, be in a room, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you just, is everything super superficial with you? Yeah. Me, I don't even want to step in a room. Yeah. So, while you were talking, um, there's a picture. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, like, the lesson is Bart Simpson becomes weird and isolated. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> and that really describes like when I'm in isolation, bro. Yeah. I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't mm-hmm. want nobody uh, mixing with my energy mm-hmm. for fucking what? Unless it's family or somebody I really fuck like you, mm-hmm. bro. What? Why would I contaminate my energy with your energy? Mm-hmm. I feel that for fucking what, bro? There's a reason you want to speak to me. Yeah. Why the fuck would I want to talk to you? I'm doing my shit. I'm over here figuring my life out. And if it wasn't that figure in my life out stage, I was trying to build something and create something, which meant hours and hours and hours of listening to things, dissecting things, studying things, trying to figure out how to manifest what I had in my vision. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing that, I'm trying to heal, rebuild mm-hmm. emotionally. Why would I waste my fucking time mixing my energy with you that you don't, I don't even know where you're at in your shit? For real. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna meet. You feel like you're degrading yourself, right? <laughs> well, not just uh, not even uh, degrading myself. A lot of times I've been in isolation. I didn't want to compromise what I already had going on. Mm-hmm. I learned when I was in high school, early college, and then me dropping out of college and me fucking washing dishes at a restaurant. Every time that I thought I was making a meaningful step towards a path, mm-hmm. me mixing in my energy with other people's energy derailed my shit. I either got distracted, a bitch would come along, some scandalous shit I get involved with, some nut hood shit I got involved with, and there's other people that supporting characters and whatever derailed me from what I wanted to do. I could think of five different scenarios where I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm going to do this. And then magically, quote unquote, something will happen and it will distract me. I'm gonna, and it always involved someone else. I'm gonna um one of the keys that you mentioned is like you know letting somebody in and mixing your energies, and then the I told you so mindset that you've had of see what happens. See you know I shouldn't happens. fuck with that nigga. I know I shouldn't fuck with that bitch. One of the main that's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the one. One of the main ingredients I think of isolation that niggas don't give enough power to is paranoia. I think when you isolate yourself, the only person you have to bounce ideas off is with yourself. I mean, so all your your ethics, all your morals, all how you feel about something, it's it's amplified. It becomes magnified. It becomes grandiose. Amplified? Amplified. Okay. I I ain't know if that's some new shit. (laughs) And hold on. I really thought like, damn, nigga. After three thousand new word, my mm-hmm. bad, my bad. Go ahead, man. But it becomes a, it, it becomes so major. Like yo, now your thought process is the only thought process that's allowed to be in the room. When somebody else goes against the grain, you don't have trust for them because you're paranoid of how they moving. Like yo, why is this nigga such? Why, why is this nigga so happy to see me when shit is fucked up? Or why does this person want to be in my presence as my company? Obviously, I'm doing something. They trying to take advantage of you. Feel me? That's fine. What happened? I don't know. What are, these, what are these beeps and I don't know. Clicks and blips I'm hearing. <laughs> you got, you got on the line? Uh, not that I know of, my nigga. 
Hey, cut that bleeping and clicking out. Is that that amplified shit that you've been talking about? Is that a call word? Nigga said amplified, and that next thing I know, shit, clicking and blipping and shit. I felt like when I isolated myself, one attribute that was definitely amplified was my paranoia. Everybody was out to get me. I couldn't trust anyone. If I didn't obtain this information by myself, it wasn't trustworthy. If I didn't come to this How's conclusion, that even a bad thing all the time though. Hmm? That's not a bad thing all the time because people are out to get you. People are out to get you, but not everybody's out to get you. And a lot of times, how do you fucking know that? Hmm? So when you say out to get you, what do you mean? Whether it could be physical harm, whether it could be just scamming shit. Nobody right now. Every situation is you against the world. You're the only person in favor of yourself. What I'm saying, so you in, might mm-hmm. in that paranoia, everybody out to get me. Mm-hmm. Even if you're out to get me in a good way, that's still fucking up what I got going on. I can think of two niggas in your life mm-hmm. a few years ago. They were out to get you, but it was in a way they thought was good. Mm-hmm. Or hey, bro, what you doing after work? Yeah, what you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, what you trying to do, bro? We should do this. Niggas is out to get you. Yeah, distraction. That's what I'm saying. Scenarios where like my paranoia was niggas are out to get me, but it's to their benefit. They want Twy around. They want to do this with Twy. They want to do that with Twy. They know Twy is capable of doing this. So let me have this nigga around. Mm. Maybe I need someone to bounce my ideas off. Twy is the perfect person. So let me keep him in good company. Niggas was out to get me. Mm. Right? I had to cut all that shit off, bro. I had to become on some mad scientist shit. That's the only way. That was the only way at that time. Uh, really up until 2018, 2019. I don't know if it was a courage, but I never got to a point where I said, fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in the crib. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Stay in the crib and let me really flesh this motherfucker out. No distractions. Go to work, come home, go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, come home, go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, come home and shit. But that's if you're, if that's the end goal, if you're really trying to flesh this shit out. A lot of people, majority of people, as soon as they went outside, that was the most they ever fleshed out. They locked themselves up in the isolation. They completely disassociated, detached from everything that's real that's going on. Their only reality, there's no such thing as reality when your own reality is the shit that you make up. You feel me? It's what you decide to do with it. I don't believe in that shit. It's what you decide to do. At the end of the day, we all have a choice mm-hmm. to make. If whatever you got going on makes you feel like you need to cut yourself off, and if you in your isolation, you don't do nothing about how you feel, that's on you. I don't give a fuck about how you feel. We but all that's feel why we're discussing the curse. We just, all feel fucked up. Just because you feel fucked up doesn't mean you get to do nothing. That's on your ass. You're the only person out here that don't feel good. And that's something I had to accept for myself. Fucked up shit would happen. And I put myself in a fake isolation and not do nothing. Mm. I got writer's block. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to see nobody. Mm. Nigga, you're making a choice. You don't get to do nothing just because your life is shitty. That's when niggas become pathetic, bro. Mm. Pity. Literally, you're pathetic. You're, I have pity for you. I have pity for myself. Fuck that shit happen. I don't want to do nothing. I'm having a pity party. I want niggas to have sympathy for me. Do you think there's an importance in having a human connection? I think it's important to come up for air, depending on your circumstance. If I wasn't doing this podcast shit, I would be more social. Mm-hmm. I do know that. Outside of me being a creative at this point in my life, I'm healed from childhood trauma. I'm healed from past trauma and issues and all that kind of fuck shit. So if I wasn't doing this, I would be more social. Mm-hmm. But I'm less social so I can do this. So that's the importance in my view of human interaction. I can't be too social. Me being too social, 
I'm um, risking me being uh, distracted. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind human connection and shit like that. As long as I get to control the terms of the connection, you feel me. As long as I could dictate how it goes, I'm okay with it. Um, until some nut shit pop off. Until some nut shit pop Still off. Still taking bro. a chance, you know. I can't risk compromising what I got going on, bro. Got no problem coming home, going to work, coming home, going to work, bro. And that falls in what I'm talking about creatively. My job, being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can swap out being a creative for being in a relationship. You can't be too motherfucking social, bro. If you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. you're a compromising a fucker. When it comes to being a creative, you have to be social as well, man. You have to accumulate real life, accumulate real life factors, man. You have to have real life experiences so it can reflect in your creativity. You need social skills. You don't have mm-hmm. to be social. I think it falls into each other because being so having social skill just means you're faking the funk for real, man. You have to have. The actual social connections as well to build social skills because I can anybody can say yes ma'am no ma'am yada 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 you can train that that's just training that's like a part of um that's like a part of everyday life you learn this shit for real but without the actual connection all this shit is fake bro your shit is primitive for real you don't you don't know what to base real life experiences on I think you do need to have. A semblance of connection to somebody, man. You see what happens when you don't have the real component. You become a sociopath. You be seeing these niggas who don't have the human connection. Those are niggas who do the torturing. Those are niggas who do fucked up shit for real, trying to um, provoke, trying to feel some sort of humanity within themselves. And this is the fucked up shit I got to do to feel like a human. So I think that's it's, it's very important, even if it's minuscule for real. Like shit like that, you got to know niggas, man. You got to be around niggas sometimes for real. One thing. I see that I think it's a big fucking fuck up is when niggas try to um, supplement social media as an act of being social with somebody for real, for real. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. Um, a lot of everything niggas, that you just said is how I feel about social media. Mm. That's the fake. So that's my opinion of it. everything that you just said about social uh, feeling humanity and supplementing social connect. That's all social media is. Mm. That's what is happening. Life is bigger than the screen, man. Um, you ever be in a situation where there's somebody you just speak to on the phone all the time? Like, yes, the only, that's your main source of interaction. You just speak with somebody on the phone. And then you meet them in real life, and the vibes are different because you don't know them through a personal medium. You just know them through the phone. And now you have to get to know this person without, like, you have to get to know this person who they are physically without, like, the uh, the box separating you. And the same thing with texting. Um, <laughs> the box. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah. and the same thing with text and the media, like, that's why I like when we fuck around, because one thing we do, jokes, dog, when it comes to improv shit, when it comes to jokes, we're off the top of the head with it a lot of times. You got niggas, they can't be funny unless they got their fingers in front of cutery, nigga. Unless you got the cute, front of what? Q, the cutery keyboard, nigga. Unless the, that's how that's pronounced? Cutery, nigga. The Q-W-E-R, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, cutery. That's, that, that sounds a little strange, but yeah, hey, I I'll, make, I'll make the rules. <laughs> but you got niggas like, yo, some shit happened. A lot of Twitter I, niggas. Yeah, I, a lot I, of Twitter niggas. I like can't that. have real life interactions for real, but I can have social media interactions, and I think that's fucked up. Um, especially it's a generational thing. It's a, it is a, it is definitely it's a generational, generational thing. thing. That's why I think like very interesting. Um, when I am social, mm. I mean, I'm gonna be real with y'all. How you see me on a podcast is is me. Mm. Like it's not. A persona, it's not me putting on when the mics is on. Mm-hmm. How I am is how I am 24 motherfucking seven. An abrasive as well. For the for the best of parts for for the worst parts. And I think it's interesting what um 
you know, me being a little older, even those five or six years different in age, I'll meet niggas that's 23 years old, 24 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, damn, nigga, you just like, oh, you just like, oh, shit, nigga, this nigga just like. I'm like, yeah, this is me. Mm-hmm. And you think about their generation, how, especially that influencer culture and shit. Yeah. Bro, that's the biggest cap. Big Bro. CAP, man. That influencer culture, the YouTube niggas. I, can, I really can't speak for the male aspect, mm-hmm. but I do know a few, quote unquote, influencers. Mm-hmm. That once they did blow up, they followed everybody else and act like they didn't know us, even though we ain't going to school together. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is y'all? But I know how you really are, and then the persona you put on. Yeah, but for that's what, and that's why I got to get rid of you because you know, you know the right? Yeah. And I just think I'd be like looking at some of these bitches, and you're like, bro, oh, shit's so fake. If niggas, if people knew how you really are, man, you timid, you quiet, you reserved. You used to be prude, mm-hmm. but now all types of coochie lips is flapping all over your story. You big body, body energy. You dig big this, big loud mouth and shit. That's how I feel when I see niggas waving burner dust on their IGs. And I'm like, bro, you was a nigga. Like, nigga, you was in band playing a yeah, trumpet, bro. nigga. That was the only pack you used walking around with that fucking guitar case, dog. <laughs> Man, you, you used to walk around with a trumpet case. Now you yeah. got the big fucking. Big tuba around big, your whole body, dog. Big fan of my fucking face, dog. Now you over here holding the blicky body extendo talking about big five over here, man. Like, that's, it should be funny. It'd it be funny when I see, like, the individuals who I knew was getting hurt, and now you go on IG, bro, and they, like, the, the allegedly, like, the biggest plug, the biggest gangsters. Yeah, yeah I got kill. bodies on me and shit like that. And it always coincides always coincide with them moving to a new city. Yeah. Well, nobody ain't got no strings. Shout out to that Atlanta meme of Atlanta shit on New Yorkers. Um, uh, like the reality, uh, um, reality is like, yo, I got ran out of my city. It's such <laughs> my pussy. I got, it was so, so, but I, I got ran out of New York, and now I'm in Atlanta. And I told the niggas I ran New York. Yeah, I ran. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I seen that shit firsthand. Uh, Shout out to that nigga TC. Oh, but yeah, man, my father, you know, my father is such and such gang member, yada, yada, yada. He got all sorts of heat. I got hella guns in my house, though. I go to your crib, nigga. Your daddy worked in fucking Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing the ice cream machines, dog. In a 2.5 mile radius, nigga. I know where you from, nigga. Niggas yeah, yeah. a point next to But, uh, <laughs> but, um, Wait, what were we even talking about? <laughs> anyway, anyway. You're talking about social medias and faking the yeah. funk for real. So, right. Social media. You said social media is uh, skewing the uh, social aspect. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, well, not even feel like. It's, it's been exposed. A lot of people replace actual connection and physical connection with digital connections and things of that nature. Which is fun, man. Social media does open up the world to you and things of that nature. But these are not... Once again, speaking of isolation, these are not real experiences. Seeing what somebody did on IG through the lens of a phone is not your life. That's not something that you're doing. It's not even something that they're doing in real life for real. You're doing it behind the lens. I feel like that takes away from it as well mm-hmm. in real life. When you're doing everything through a camera lens, you feel me? Going all into isolation for real, for real. How would you say you've broken out of your funk of isolation? Was it like, did somebody break you out your shit? Or was it you decide like, All right, I'm outside for a little bit? Uh, I can't say I, I was broken out of it necessarily. It was just I felt like it was time for me to to branch out. I felt like uh, I felt like I was a caterpillar. I went in my cocoon, mm-hmm. and now I'm a pretty butterfly. To pimp a butterfly, I'm not I'm not pimping anybody. To pimp a butterfly, 
I am I am the butterfly. <laughs> and it's time for me to show motherfuckers how pretty my shit is now. Yeah, look at my wings, nigga. And then the pandemic happened. and But I felt better. I mean, in a way, I was more social of that, if I can even say that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got into relationship 2020. Fell in love 2020. Show how pretty I was as a butterfly 2020. And 2020, we grew... We grew more than I could ever think we could grow in 2020. I feel like a lot of that was me coming out of the shell I was in 2019. Mm. Okay. Um, for me, it was really um, my cousin. That's why that dragged me out of my period of isolation, man. Because I was on my dolo shit for real for the longest. Like Even amongst family, I wasn't comfortable Amongst them for real. The only nigga I could really vibe with, invent to, tell him how I really feel, show him my inner workings and shit like that was Twy because I always felt like it was a safe space for real. It was the first time I felt like it was a genuine safe space. This nigga's fucked up too. He's just as fucked up as me. The only difference is, um, the only difference I can say between me and Twy's fucked up is my fucked up was a well and Twy's fucked up was a tunnel. My shit was deep as fuck. And there was no bucket to get me out. So I saw his isolation and his fucked upness as just a journey. Like, y'all know I'm going to get through this shit. I see the light at the end of this bitch. Me, I got to get to the light. I, I, can, I can make it to the light. Me, when I look up and I saw that light, there was no possible way for me to get through it. Until my nigga Twy came in the picture. He flipped my shit up and said, bro, you know if you leave. Don't take your bitch ass out yeah, this well, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. You can <laughs> reach, nigga. Bro, you get your stupid ass out of this, this yeah, motherfucker yeah. well, nigga. Um, and we can't talk about isolation without talking what I think is the most dangerous part of it. Loneliness. <sighs> Even thugs get lonely. <laughs> Even thugs get lonely. Whew. Even thugs get lonely, man. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, talk to him, man. A lot of ears were parked up, man. We got we got a few niggas' attention, dog. Niggas was. Yeah, niggas is in tune now, dog. Speak to it. Even thugs get lonely. Loneliness is a craving for social contact. Often, it's associated with sadness and emptiness. To me, loneliness is like, yo, that's the flower that blooms out of isolation. That's what you're fertilizing, for real, for real. This is the worst part of it. When you genuinely feel alone, and there's emptiness, and there's craving, and there's yearning for someone around you, and there's nothing but more emptiness. At your loneliness, I feel like this is... God damn. Yeah. I don't think... Wait, if I get one more bleep and blips out your way, that's it. I don't think nut-assness comes from isolation. I think nut-assness comes from loneliness. For sure. Why? Talk about it. When you're lonely, that's... Especially when you're desperate for its attention or something like that. That's when you come out the woodwork with all sorts of outlandish schemes. That's when the worst so schemes go out. <laughs> so you can notice, notice me. Man, for sure. I exist. I'm a human being, too. Pay attention to me. Lonely low, fighting niggas. Lonely low, isn't your shorty's DM, even though you my main man's. Lonely low, yeah, even though you told me if I'm late again, you're going to write me up. And this is my 35th write-up. If I'm going to show up back to work as late as I was yesterday, fucking do something if you want. Fuck your niggas, I need your niggas. Low's going to do that, man. The sad part about loneliness is, like, whether it's depression and, like, whether it's associated with depression and shit like that, I feel like that's the easiest one to fix. But it's also the hardest at the same time, man. So it's very interesting that I really just not came to uh, terms with it. My whenever I feel lonely, bro, it's always attached to nostalgia. Mm. I'm cool being alone, 
Mm-hmm. But when I feel lonely, bro, it's always as nostalgia attached to it. I might see a game or a movie poster or a cartoon screenshot from some shit when I was a kid, back when I was happy, before I acknowledged the evils of the world and how fucked up my circumstance was, but I was too young to realize what was going on. I feel lonely. Mm. I feel like I'm on the only person on earth. I feel that 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 cold shiver. Mm. And every situation I can think of in the last five years where I felt lonely is always attached to nostalgia. Me thinking about another time. Some old shit when shit when you thought shit was good. Yeah, bro. I think about situations when I was in high school, mm. kicking with my niggas, having time in my life. Or I, uh, a certain phrase or a movie would come across my screen, and I'm thinking, like, damn, where was I at? And I'm thinking about how good it was, and I feel lonely. I feel like I'm by myself on Earth. I don't feel completely detached, no matter where I'm at, like that. Outside of that, I can't think of any other scenario where I ever felt lonely, mm-hmm. and it wasn't no nostalgia attached to it. Can I talk, can I talk my shit again? I'm listening. The year is 2017. I'm in Fort Pierce, Florida. I just came off two licks and I'm up. My cousin who I'm living with at the time, Bogota, I could talk to him about shit, but I can't talk to him about real shit because he's dealing with his shit and he wouldn't understand the same way I don't understand the trials and tribulations that he's going through for real, for real. So we commiserate about certain things, but other than that, it never really broke past the surface into like real breakthroughs and things of that nature. I mean, for sure. My main man, Pots and Pins, because I was so fucking lonely, I got into it with him over a bitch. Twy. I got mad at Twy over a bitch. And I ain't talked to this nigga for about three or four months. And in the pit of three or four months of me being mad over a bitch, that's how shit was fucked. That's how you know how fucked up shit was, was the loneliest I've ever been. Because at the end of the day, even if no matter how fucked up shit was. Over a bitch? Are you sure? It was, no, it was my doing. It was over a bitch. I remember my nigga. Um, okay. I don't remember that part, but I'm, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So in that three or four month period or whatever. <laughs> over a bitch? Over <laughs> a bitch, dog. Damn, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah, over a bitch. This dog. is uh, for the folks trying to figure out a timeline. This is the end of 2017. It's the end of 2017 going into 2018. And for the- <laughs> Over a bitch. Over a bitch. I'm listening. And um, because of my sense of pride, I was too afraid to reach out to my nigga. Like, I was too afraid to say anything. So, I'm going crazy, mind you. Before even before even the bitch got involved, I'm going crazy. Now, I don't have Twy and I'm going crazy. Now, I'm taking risk. I was doing a little, you know, put your toe across the line here and there. Now, I don't give a f- no. I'm talking Bogota looking at me like, boy, you got a chip on your shoulder. I'm talking about the skivities and stunts. I'm down for what well, fucking ever, man. And I've never felt so fucking lonely in my life, man. I'm fucking bitches. I'm getting high. We yerked, <laughs> we yerked the fuck up over here in this sand, my man. We out. It's for like we wilding. And the entire time in the midst of all this debauchery and all this bullshit, I'm by my fucking self. <laughs> I'm getting pussy boy out of my pockets. Money easy peasy, dog. And I'm fucked up. I'm down bad. 
even though I'm sort of up, I'm down fucking bad, man. And then that's when the um the real legal shit happened. I don't think I'm uh don't even, yeah, don't even yeah, that, that shit happened. And now everything I've worked for up until that point, gone. Yeah, that's fact. In the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. In a few scales. In a few scales. <laughs> <laughs> In a, a few pottery cases. <laughs> Dirty, man. Yo, I ain't gonna wait with the pot. Yo, nigga, take it out the pot. Pot. Yeah, what the fuck? Dirty, what bro. do you mean this nigga had 13, 13 uh, no, 20 pounds of marijuana? No, nigga. Take you, it out you, the pot. You weighed it in the pot. Take it out the pot, my nigga. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nigga posing with my shit. But anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy. Life was crazy, man. In the midst of all this... Twy hit me up and say, you good, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> hey, work here in the wire. You almost got arrested, nigga. Goofy-ass thing. <laughs> and for the first time in a long time, I three four months, just reading that you good, stupid, I felt a sense of relief and, co- and camaraderie and love and shit like that in this period of self-isolation I put myself in. And I said, yo, never fucking again. <laughs> Crazy, man. Never fucking again. This shit is fucked up. I can't, even though most every isolation I've been in has been self appointed for real. I've never truly been lonely. I've been depressed. I've had anxiety and shit like that, but I've never been lonely. Like, I don't got fucking nobody. You feel me? It's never gotten to that point except once. And I think I wanted to believe that, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, it wasn't the case. I've always had somebody. But um, let's transition into the gifts. Of isolation I had to break this down Like that's why I mentioned it earlier I don't think There's any gifts That come from isolation Because All those Is like You're in the fucking trenches When you learn that shit I think when it's chosen And becomes When you when you choose to go On a period of solitude To recalibrate To recharge To um, you know Refocus That's complete difference From isolation in me um, One thing that I feel like Is important When you go into solitude Productivity And now you have No excuses you have no distractions, all the what ifs, all the huns, who's, what's, that shit is out the way. You can only blame yourself now. That's it. Like we say, you're a creator, create. Create something. And um, like when you're saying that you're, you're chosen solitude, mm-hmm. you were saying that I brought you out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really had to, like, I ain't bring you out, I had to drag your ass out of it. Yeah. Because I have no problem with being ducked off and doing your own thing. But do something, whether that's for yourself, for other people, creating something, sharpening your skills, you got a business. I don't give a fuck what it is. Do something. Whether you're fucking printing T-shirts or doing hair, Mm -hmm. do something. For real. How the fuck you going to be in solitude and you're not doing... So it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm -hmm. Niggas going to the hyperbolic... Uh, time chamber Going to the hyperbolic time chamber Going to the hyperbolic time chamber And the whole purpose is To train mm-hmm. You come out Supposed to be a better man Than you was before yeah. How the fuck you gonna go in the solitude Come out seven months later With Nothing to show for Worse than you was before Yeah, yeah. Not only you Look come, at me <laughs> Not only you come out empty handed uh-huh. You come out weird Yeah I forgot how I to interact with I've seen a lot of shit yeah, it's like, what, like, like bro, you like, can't waste of time, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not big on wasting time. My, some people might see 
Damn, bro, I ain't seen you in a year and a half. I ain't seen you in two years, man. Mm-hmm. Holidays, I ain't seen you. There's so many kickbacks and events and functions and birthday dinners or parties. I ain't never seen you at. I can sleep at night and be cool with it because I know what I've done with my time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would say in this moment if I did go to every party, every function, every event, every so-and-so or whatever to have my face seen. Because I did that, and I came out not feeling good about what I had. Yeah. So it's all about what you do. Like, do something. At the end of the day, do you have a goal? Do not be afraid to isolate yourself from everything to do what you want to do. Because I promise you, you're not missing nothing. Nothing. You are not missing a motherfucking thing. Going to the club is cool. That's fine. But if you have a goal, I guess I should preface everything I said, everything I said before. If you have a goal and you're actually trying to do something, that extra social shit is ass, man. That shit for the birds. For real. Man, you're letting the water into the shit before you build it up. One thing about solitude that I think is important it gives us the time to increase our relationships with other people, increase or decrease. While you have all this time to be productive and things of that nature, you should also be working on pruning your lifestyle. When it comes to plants, um, a lot of times they have dead branches that'll, um, that won't promote growth and things of that nature. So you have to cut them off. So what you're weak at, the weak parts can flourish and they can grow. Yeah, you right? seen Loki. You, you, you saw what happened with Loki, you know? You got to prune that shit. Yeah, you saw what happened with Loki, you know? When you have time by yourself, you have to use the time to get a better understanding of yourself. Like you want to say, it's time to get a bitch. It's time. You feel me? You feel me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got time for better understanding of yourself, man. You have time to make better choices of what you want, who you want to be around, and who you want around yourself, man. Um, Tighten the circle up. Tighten the motherfucking circle up. And I think also with improving these relationships, you also have the opportunity to improve your empathy as well. It's crazy how much you can learn and reflect on situations when you buy your fucking self and you don't have the outside interference. Distraction. That's the word you need to use, man. Without all that distractions, distractions. going on around you, man. And it helps you build, in my opinion, it helps you build empathy. Because that's one thing um, I had an issue with is being empathetic towards a lot of situations for real. And I think solitude and the fact that I could reflect on certain situations and not have to deal with uh, individuals who are influencing how I felt about certain things to begin with. And I got that out the way and I'm about to think of it from different um, aspects. It helped me me get a better understanding of things I was fucking up at for real. Things I could have been a lot more sensitive towards. Things I should have been a lot more aggressive towards. You had to go into the skybox and play... Instant mm-hmm. review and really play out these scenes like, damn, you see where I fucked up at? Mm-hmm. You have to do that shit. For real, it's important, man. And lastly, I think a major <laughs> gift from just solitude, choosing to seclude yourself to better yourself, is that mental fortitude that comes behind it. If you can be by yourself and stand who you are by yourself, nothing can stop you. Me, myself included, he got to a point where I couldn't be in quiet by myself. I needed something going on. Whether it was music, whether it was um, podcast listening, I couldn't stand the quiet. Shit was too... Letting my thoughts um, come to myself, shit was too terrifying being alone with my thoughts, man. A lot of times because what was... um, What I would focus on was all my inadequacies in life and things, where I should be, what I should be doing. 
But instead of using this time to get proactive in bettering myself, I just use this as more excuses. So all the neg it was like an endless cycle. All these negative thoughts of where you should be, and you're not even gonna use it to to fuel where you're going for real. You're just using it to hold yourself back. And I think that's like the biggest trap you can get caught in for real. What that nigga uh uh we just saw this shit. Theodore Roosevelt, man. Comparison is a thief of all joy, man. You get to buy yourself. You start comparing your situation to other niggas' situations. It's a vicious cycle, man. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. cycle. You start saying, look, I should do this. <clears throat> and then now you start limiting to yourself and your capabilities. What should I do? Why, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Blah, 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 blah. Shit is fucked up. The whole point of isolating yourself and going into solitude is not to stay there forever. It's to come out. Come up for air sometimes. Come up for air and come up better than when you went below, for real. You're going to hop into the lyrics. Good grief. I've been reaping what I sow. Nigga, I ain't been outside in a minute. I've been living what I wrote. And all I see is snakes in the eyes of these niggas. Mama taught me how to read them when I look. Missing at the precinct getting booked. Fishy niggas think we eating off of hooks. You say you eating, but we see you getting cooked, nigga. I don't act hard. I'm a hard act to follow, nigga. Like it or not, when I drop, bet he listen. Chasing dragons, trying to make it happen on a mission. If you step into the shadows, we can talk addiction. When it's harmful where you going, and part of you that know it don't give a fuck. Pardon me for going into details. 376 was a brothel. We had females coming every hour on the dot. And it just sound like a gavel when it not. Focus on my chatter, not as frantic as my thoughts. Lately, I've been panicking a lot. Feeling like I'm stranded in a mob. Scrambling for Xanax out the canister to pop. Never getting out of hand. Steady handling my job. Time damaging my ties. Who turn to get up? Do get turned up to dinner quick. You circus niggas. You turning into tricks. I was making waves. You was surfing in them. Dealing with the stomach pains just from birthing niggas shit. Cut the grass off the surface. Pray the lawnmower blade catch the back, back of a serpent nigga shit. Good grief. I been reaping what I sow. Nigga, I ain't been outside in a minute. I been living what I wrote. And all I see is snakes in the eyes of these niggas. Mama taught me how to read them when I look. Miss me at the precinct getting booked. Fishy nigga stick is eating off the hooks. Say you eating, but we see you getting cooked, nigga. My fleeting thoughts on a leash. For the moment, high as fuck. I've been alone in my shit. For the longest. Snakes sliding in the street. Mama taught me how to not be like them bodies lying in them pigs riding with them. I'm a target, so it's hard to even eye me in them. If he ain't dying for me. That I ain't riding with him. There's no time for that. Make sure my man water straight like a collar when you iron that. Been thinking about my grandmama. Find a bottle, I'm a wallow and a lion that. I just want my time and my mind intact. Cause when they both gone, you, you can't, can't buy them back. back. Good grief. Hopping into the first verse. Nah, talk about that hook, man. Good grief. I've been reaping what I sowed. Nigga, I ain't been outside in a minute. I've been living what I wrote. That sums up everything that I was trying to say about trying to be productive, man. Because I am reaping what I sowed. And I wasn't outside for a minute, dog. Mm-hmm. G-shit. I had okay. to make that choice, man. 
cooking. I couldn't for the umpteenth time be in the mix and trying to get shit going, man. I had to sacrifice a good time to make this shit happen for a long time. Mm-hmm. Especially when you exhausted, man. You tired of fucking life, bro. I'm tired of fucking failing. <laughs> Gee, shit. I'm tired of fucking failing. I'm tired of having good ideas and it being sullied and getting ruined. Because I'm not mature enough to do both. I want to have a good time, and I want the benefits of the hard work. I feel that. 22, 23, 24, I was not mature enough. But, like, the podcast is not the first good idea I've ever had. Mm -hmm. It's just the first idea I've had where I was able to sacrifice a good time for making this shit work. All I see is snakes in the eyes of these niggas. Mama taught me how to read them when I looked. Miss me at the precinct getting booked. Fishy niggas stick to eating off the hooks. You say you eating, but we see you getting cooked, nigga. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shit, man. Um, discernment. That's how I feel about social media. Discernment, man. You got to know this shit. You got to know what you looking at, for real. You got to discern what's for you, what can help you progress, and what's going to hold you back, for real. Especially when niggas be bragging, bro. We see it, man. We see you spreading. You say you eating, but we see, see you getting, getting cooked. cooked, nigga. I don't act hard. I'm, I'm a, a hard, hard act to follow, nigga. nigga. That's the difference. That's the fucking difference, man. It's not just appearance. This is actually me. Like it or not, when it drop, Betty, listen. Unfiltered, my nigga. <laughs> you ain't got to say it all loud. You know it's good, bitch. And that shit didn't come overnight, bro. We work hard for this shit. I don't act hard. I'm a hard act to follow, nigga. But, man, stop. <laughs> That's a fucking bar, don't nigga. Don't stop. Stop, nigga. Stop. Stop playing, man. Going into verse one. Which one of these bars stands out to you, man? Like, what's your, what's your, what's your bar for verse one? My bar, dog. Yeah. All right, I all right. I got two bars. I got, a, I got the bar and I got the bar junior. Uh huh. So my bar junior, pardon me for going into details. Three seven six was a brothel. We have females coming every hour of the dot. What, <laughs> nigga? Good grief. Good grief. Why? Uh. Women have always been an issue in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was a womanizer, and I try to convince myself that I was different. And I've proved many, many times over that uh, it's a family curse. I've always been good with women. I've been too good with women. Mm-hmm. And women has always been the number one distraction in my early life. And that bar really touches my soul because there's so many issues, so many problems, so many pitfalls, so many roadblocks. I fell into, which was 100% my fault, but I allowed it. That happened because of an association with my quest for female. Mm. You feel me? If I had the, uh, the maturity just to be like, all right, so one thing that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The women that caused, I'm, all right, let me not say that. Let me take a, uh, accountability. <laughs> the, uh, the situations that caused me the, the most havoc were associated with women that knew how to get theirs. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So in situations like I'm fucking with Shorty, mm-hmm. I'm letting her know that shit distract me from getting my shit done. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what I do, Shorty get her shit done. Yeah. I didn't know how to do that. For real. I'm 22, 23, 24 years old. Shorty's out. Damn. Well, I gotta figure out how this is my third uh, graduation in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Showing all these bitches I'm fucking with graduations. Where's my graduation? Yeah. I can't do it. Why? How's that happening? How am I allowing your nut ass shit to influence my life? But, but all, all the trauma I'm putting you all through. All the shit I'm putting you through, you're able to still get your shit done. You're able to compart- uh, compartmentalize your shit. Let me give you my bar, Junior, because I think we both going for the same bar. 
Um, continuing right after, focused on my chatter, ain't as frantic as my thoughts. Lately, I've been panicking a lot, feeling like I'm stranded in a mob. This nigga is spitting, boy. I need to hit the train when I apply. Focused on his chatter ain't as frantic as my thoughts. There was a point in my time where if it was too quiet, my demons are shown. I need a distraction. I need some sort of sound. I could not be alone with my thoughts. I start telling you what I'm really fucking thinking. That's when niggas start looking at me and asking twy questions. Like, yo, fuck is wrong with your cousin for real? Now I got a better grip on shit. I could be alone with myself. I could be alone. Cause for the, for the, for the most part, the worst of the worst is gone. I don't have these big ass demons looming over me whispering bullshit into my ear about the shit that I've done in my past. I've come to terms that I've loved fucked up shit and I've been a fucked up individual, but that's no longer me. I mean, for sure. If shorties could do it, I can too. That remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the boy that catch me, dog. Cut the grass off the surface. Pray the lawnmower blade catch the back of a serpent, nigga. Shit. Every day I pray for this. Every day is my prayer. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing I can feel on a metaphysical level, dog, (laughs) cut the grass off the surface. Pray the lawnmower pray the lawnmower blade catch the back of a serpent, nigga. Shit. Punish these niggas. Hurt these niggas. Don't hurt yourself going into isolation. The whole point of going into the solitude bullshit is to get out stronger. Your circle is a big part of you getting out stronger. Cut are you these fuck are niggas you, off? Are bro. you are you catching the back of the a serpent nigga shit? Or are you letting more serpents into your circle? Uh, cat, bro. I'm trying to. I'm bro. trying. You feel me? Young. Young. <laughs> trying to, that Young. shit like. Like it's oh, stuck, yeah, nigga. Cut the grass, dog. Yo, pull the string these, again. These bitch ass niggas turn these niggas into fucking victims, bro. Good. Niggas is snakes out here, for real. Good grief. Niggas is fucking snakes, dog, and I hate them for it, man. Mm. I hate these snake ass niggas, bro. And that's all I got, nigga. I just hate these snake ass fuck ass niggas, man. Niggas really be on some snake ass leeches, dog. Niggas are fucking leeches, bro. Always want something, but I have nothing to offer. How many times you want to ask me for help, bro? How many times you want to ask me for help, but you ain't never gave me, you never, nothing. Like, I hate niggas like that, bro. <laughs> bro, I fucking hate They're niggas like that, bro. Parasites, nigga. Fucking mosquito, dog. Burn these niggas with a fucking cigarette. Any uh, boss stand out to you from verse two? Verse two. <sighs> Let me see. Verse two, bro. Um, all right, probably the one that... Um, I've been alone for the, I've been alone in my shit for the longest. Snake sliding in the streets. Mama taught me how not to be like the mama taught me how to not be like the bodies laying under them. Yeah, that part I can definitely connect to because um just being black, mm-hmm. um, I have a very like I spoke with my mother earlier, she's a conventionally conservative person. Mm-hmm. But Shorty is radical. Yeah. Radicalized. Shorty is radicalized like a motherfucker. And this being an immigrant and Shorty is super in tune with the trauma when it comes to black men. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Shorty was giving me so much game, dog. And she didn't even know how to really articulate how she wanted to say things all the time. Mm-hmm. But she would always on some shit like, I'll be damned if my only son becomes a statistic dead in the street. Yeah. And my dude, she should just tell me little things. Like, Shorty used to help me, like, I used to quarterback 
scenarios, and I'd be like, bro, what are you talking? I'm 12 years old. I have no idea what you're talking about. But she used to tell me scenarios. If you see this, if you see that, if you see this, if you see that, if you see this, if you see that, see this, and I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. As I got older, I saw scenarios. <laughs> and I see scenarios, I peep game, you know, out of there. I know how to maneuver, man. To this she day, the blueprint. through the grace of God, I've never been arrested. After all the nut-ass Allegedly illegal things I've done in my life I've never been arrested bro I've never been arrested Never been fingerprinted Never been processed And it's because my deuce Taught me how to navigate It's commendable man On whose part? You left it everything To get arrested Yeah but I'm saying You was, you was, hey. smooth, you was smooth criminal out here hey. Untouched Untouched well, by the hands of men For a woman that never Did no street shit She was she street, streets Yeah she was street smart Like a motherfucker man For me If he ain't dying for me Then I ain't riding with him there's no time for that. Make sure that my man's wallet straight like a collar when you iron that. Just because you feel like you took a bullet for me, you took a shot for me, doesn't mean you automatically on payroll, my nigga. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's how you meant it, but I feel that's what you I took it. It's a choice, my nigga. The same <laughs> way you chose you wear a bullet for yeah. me, don't mean you're on, okay. unless I legally employ you to protect my life. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see, don't be a self-reported yeah. bodyguard. Yeah, don't be a self-reported bodyguard and think, yo. I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like, if some wild shit happened, niggas busted, you take a shot for me, nigga. The next one's on me. <laughs> no, the next meal, not the next shot. I was about you to say it, literally. The next meal on me, boy. I got you. Shit, if I have bread, I get you a chain. Ain't shit I could do for you after that, man. This shit don't come with a whole flip. You saying that? That's a big reason why I prefer being anti-social, bro. Because I'm very picky and choosy with my loyalty. Mm. Niggas know if I fucks with you, that's it. I'm on your side. I'm with you. Whether that's emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, I'm I'm your nigga, man. I'm I am out for your your uh well being to the best of my abilities. Yeah. But niggas don't live by those standards, man. And that's a part I really hate about these snake ass niggas. Niggas wanna be the ride or die mm-hmm. persona, or whatever. I'm literally a ride or die nigga. And that's a, and I think that's the biggest issue is because you approach a situation so honorably, you assume everybody else has the same honor. And that's why I be getting do. mad. When and shorty be telling me you can't keep thinking, you can't be living so like cut and dry and brutal. I expect niggas. To- I I like I be so real with my shit. Mm. I'm disgusted when I see motherfuckers on that face shit. Mm. I'm holding you down. You try to snake me, <laughs> and I have, like all that all that sympathy, all that, bro. All like when I tell you, humanity just leaves. Mm-hmm. Like I like. I'll become the most cold-blooded nigga. I don't give a fuck what happens to you. You do some nut shit? To the, I, and I honestly think that's one of my biggest my biggest and worst flaw. Mm-hmm. Like, if I trust you and you break my trust, zero to 100. <laughs> like, normally she's like, oh, man, this nigga's, this nigga's a bitch. Or this, this bitch is a bitch. <laughs> and you're supposed to cut them off? Like, me, zero to 100. Like, I don't care what happens to you. you are, when I tell you... The phrase, you're dead to me, mm-hmm. it's not a, a phrase. Like, you are a dead person. I don't give a fuck what happens to you. N- not Nothing. I don't feel nothing. All that humanity, whatever happens to you, I could, I could watch you mm-hmm. get fucked up. I'm not even, even going to... I'm not... Nothing. You might get a smirk out of me. That's it. Fuck y'all. I feel that. I definitely feel that. Last thing I want to say, yo, be proactive in creating time to isolate yourself, man. Don't get caught up in the mix. Don't get caught up in the mess. It's all a part of mental health. Sell something. Yeah. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah. Make time for all your you fucking want self. Is, all you want is to reap. All you want is I want, I want. Nigga, what have yeah. you done to get it? For real. What seeds are you planning to get something back? 
And that's it. Bitch ass niggas. I love you niggas though. I love most of Come back next week. Yeah. We got a very Open special arms. episode. <laughs> Open arms, nigga, accept me. You got any uh, reminders for the folks, bro? I got one reminder. Um, Travis Scott said on Skyfall, I don't want to buy. Oh, no. It won't get me high. Oh, no. Step your shit up, my nigga. Your shit not getting me high no more, man. Oh, my God. Step your bro, shit up. not a up. love letter to your plug. Bro. Step your shit up, bro. And you mad at me on Snap. I ain't seen you in a minute, my nigga. I got a white boy out here doing numbers, boy. And I normally support black-owned businesses, but you got to step your shit up, man. I tell you, um, best I could do for you is give you white boy's address. Fuck it, wrap it up. And you want up in there, man. I got happen. some reminders that they go on this order. Royce right, of, I dig it. Royce of 5-9 said on Silence of the Lambda, masculinity ain't what's toxic. The absence of it is. Hmm. This is a reminder that even if shit sound good, that doesn't mean it really means anything. Don't let these niggas blind you with oxymorons and non sequiturs. I fall for non sequiturs so easy. Because if a nigga is trying to turn a phrase backwards because he's trying to sound smart, call that nigga Joe Buttons. <laughs> toxic. Ice trade. Masculinity ain't what's toxic. The absolute. Literally. It's toxic masculinity, my nigga. The, the definition of toxic masculinity is being too masculine. masculine yeah. So what the fuck? The absence of it. How can, yeah. Hey, I could flip. Well, I could. I could say shit in reverse too, yeah, nigga. Say everything in reverse too. If the pussy don't pop on a handstand, don't maybe pop. you got a handstand Spend the, the pussy, pussy for it to pop. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Lupe Fiasco said on SLR three and a half. Look at all the assists, nigga. If it wasn't for. You wouldn't be if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for. Nigga, I got a dozen more. This is a reminder to mind the cosigns. Don't let these niggas trying to diminish your accomplishments and say this nigga doesn't check certain boxes of status as if all their signatures don't have a cosign behind it. If it wasn't for this nigga cosign, if it wasn't for that nigga's alley-oop, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, we wouldn't even know who niggas is for real. Last but not least... Nipsey Hussle said on You See Us, niggas is fake, and the number one reason will never relate. This is a reminder that squares can't fit in circle pegs. Keep your heart and mind separated from that function. And you niggas, it's okay to cry because you ain't as hard as you think you are. It's been episode 122 of Running Triz, Grief. Earl Sweatshirt's version, you see me on the block, protect your motherfucking neck. You wanna know why? Cause you's a, you's a, you's a...